Welcome everyone to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming our podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, share it with your friends, whatever it takes to get the Chompcast name out there. Uh, we have an award-worthy show today on the Chompcast as we discuss the Game Awards and all of their glory as the topic of the show. Uh, we are breathing new life into the Legend of Zelda now that me and Fish are Switch owners. Uh, so lots of good Zelda Breath of the Wild talk, uh, which is perfect timing because it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards last night. And that was just one of those magical twists of fate. <laughs> was wasn't even playing that way. Um, the BioBreak article this week involves um a lizard with an evolutionary sex change of sorts um i know that sounds strange but we'll get into it later and uh, uh shay's almost finished with pyre so we're gonna have some more uh, pyre talk no and, no i finished i finished finished pyre okay even yeah. better Ooh. so we're just gonna ruin it for fish because yeah. um, that's what we do um <laughs> so that's, that's what we'll fine ruin okay, it good. away um, so that's going to be fun. Maybe we can argue about that because I have some strong opinions about Pyre. And lastly, but surely not least, we did a, a caption contest on the Sword Chomp Instagram. It was a glorious picture Fish sent us with him holding a giant Galahorn, and I let the Instagram community caption it. And I will read all those uh, amazing captions later uh, because they're fucking fantastic. We have, like, <laughs> incredible... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Incredible community. Um, but let's get into some intros so people can meet the voices. It'll be um, talking to them for the next couple of hours here. Zelda-themed intros today, of course. Um, up first, uh, I actually have a bone to pick with our first co-host uh, from Texas. A man who borrowed my Tingle costume many years ago and has yet to return it. Um, what the hell's going on with that, Fish? It's it's literally the best costume you can get in the game, from it's my hand, understanding. Hand sewn. I I spent a lot of time working on that Tingle costume, fish. And uh, yeah, yeah. It even has like the that nice Tingle nose going on. <laughs> that that creepy. Like, ugh, God. Oh, yeah, that. It, it's just a complete costume, and you know. You could get so much done with wearing that costume going around town. Oh, okay. So you like use it in your daily life. This is something I. It does oh, breathe yeah. well. It does breathe well. Oh, it does yeah. it? I wouldn't have guessed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hand sewn. You know, I actually was yeah. telling my uh, my girlfriend about that a little bit before the show, and she Googled Tingle. So, by the way, if you have no idea who Tingle is, Google Tingle Zelda, and you'll be in for quite a treat there. Uh, <laughs> um. But you know what's you know what's weird? One of those people who went up on stage—I I forgot who what his name is—but um, hmm. he looks kind of like Tingle as far as like facial features go. I wonder if Tingle's modeled after that guy because his oh. nose is kind of big. And I was just thinking, you know, creators like to put themselves sometimes in video games. And I imagined like. That yeah, Japanese who is guy. who is the inspiration for Tingle? That's a, that's what we need to Google. Who inspired the Tingle? It's <laughs> uh, actually a good point, Fish. Um, boy, oh, you know what, Fish? When you're done with it, please send it back because uh, no, no. <laughs> you might as well just sew another yeah. one. Dry clean it first. 
that's gonna be that's my goal for the week now is to photoshop some uh, fish's face into some sort of tingle picture and uh get that up for everybody to see so lately it's been too much too much love for the filipino johnny depp too much sexiness and charm and we need to you know knock me down a peg yeah well or you know exacerbate it depending on how people view the whole tingle or just peg you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that that, i like i like just peg it down and knock Uh, I don't uh, really want to be pegged. I'm sorry, Shay. God, is Tingle even in Breath of the Wild, Josh? Because I haven't seen him anywhere. I don't think he is. Uh, no. There's stuff named after him. Okay. Well, Tingle has left his um his imprint on everything in this in the Zelda universe, as he should. Um. So thanks for being here, Fish. As usual, we'll talk about yeah. that costume later. I'll get it back somehow. Um. Up next from Japan, uh, my good friend. And a man who will, well, he'll make you tingle in all the right places. Um, so make sure you swipe right. Shay Layton's here. How you doing, Shay? I, <laughs> I'm fucking good, I guess. <laughs> guess I'm just uh, it's a making people tingle. I, I don't, I don't you know, know what I do, but I do it well. You're, you're not a selfish man, Shay. It's what I've loved about you. You're there to make sure... Yeah, you're a people pleaser, and you, and you make sure everyone's happy. So, something like that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm giving you some credit here, and I'm also carrying the tingle thing on, um, and also encouraging people to swipe right. So, I don't, I'm not as familiar with Tinder. Is is right the correct way for a match? I don't know. You'd have to tell me because no, oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, sure. I don't know about that world. You can play coy if you want. We we know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no matter how many times you try and say that you think I use Tinder. That's right. am I just am I just the, 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 the Tinder guy? Is that all I'm good for? Just Tinder jokes on on this where, podcast. Where did you meet your current girlfriend? Uh I met her at a English summer camp. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> We'll, we'll 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 buy that for the show. Um, but yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here, Shay. And uh, you're welcome. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the uh, greater Japanese area, swipe right. Uh, up next, my good friend um, from Michigan, <laughs> uh, Joshua Fowler's here. And Josh, you know, I I messaged you earlier this week. I was looking for some advice. I was playing Zelda. And I was like, I was having trouble taming the bear, because in Breath of the Wild, you can tame bears, which is pretty badass, but I was having some issues. So I go to Josh, the Zelda expert, and I say, Josh, how do you tame the bear? And he messages me back, just a trim for the main body, but I like to pluck any hairs that are on the shaft. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to be courteous. Yeah. You're, uh... Plucking Three. hairs from the shaft? Like, I think that'd be one angry ass <laughs> fucking bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you could take it in that context. You don't too, want the bear to be too calm. It's. <laughs> you like it a little. Yeah. A little aggravated? A little, little wild, still. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, it wasn't quite the advice I was looking for, Josh, but. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. I always know that you're trying to that's the great thing about having josh as a friend he's always sneaking helpful life advice into questions that i'm not asking him so (laughs) (laughs) 
it's always great to have a friend like that. Um, <laughs> but yes, Josh, I'm glad you are here today. Be excited to talk Zelda and other things. I know you hate award shows, but maybe you can pretend to hate them a little less for a little while. Maybe. 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 Just maybe. And hey, if you're a listener out there that also hates award shows, Maybe you can identify with Josh, because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would agree with you. Um, And of course, I am Morgan Barnes from Big Sky Country in Montana, and uh, I'm excited. I am really excited for this show because it's uh, like a perfect storm here of both Game Awards talk, which is what everyone's talking about in the world today, even though this um, podcast won't go for a couple days, and Zelda, which is one of the biggest games of the year. It won Game of the Year at the fucking Game Awards, and like I said earlier in the intro, that's just the magic of how this worked out. Um, so there's so many different ways we can run with this, but I am really excited to talk the Game Awards first. Let's let's start with the trailers. I, I think that's a good place to start because that's where, um, that's what the whole world seems to be a buzz about for the most part, other than the fuck the Oscars moment, which we'll get to later. Uh, but first and foremost, we got to talk about that that death stand uh, death. I almost said it wrong. Death Stranding trailer, right? I mean, we we got to start there. That's that's the one. That is the. <laughs> I feel like in some ways the entire Game Awards were some sort of like weird lead up for for us to all get that new death stranding trailer uh normous re- yeah. uh it, it didn't it? yeah it did like uh guillermo del toro and normous Reedus were um supposedly supposed to be there um so like that threw up a bunch of you know hints that that's what was going down and, what about an enormous yeah. reading <laughs> What is it? Uh, Norman. You said, you said Norman? enormous Reedus. You said enormous Reedus. <laughs> but Morgan initially said enormous as well. Enormous. Yeah. Did I, really, did I say enormous as well? Yes. God. Both of you said you enormous. Said, you guys caught that. Good job. Enormous Reedus. He seemed enormous next to Hideo Kojima. I mean. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Uh. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, I'll no, just shut really up for a second. Here. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. So yeah, I'm... this trailer was all about Norman Reedus mostly. There wasn't any uh, Mads Mikkelsen in this one. Um, so another cool lengthy trailer. We don't have to break it down or anything crazy like that. Just if you have a, a, a general thought on it, we'll we'll go from there. I will say this as my starting points. I I thought that the trailer was really fascinating. Um, it did kind of break my brain though. There's a <laughs> there's a moment in the trailer if you've seen it where the little baby you know? gives. Well, yeah, that's true. My brain's always kind of in a state of okay. um, <laughs> dysfunction and and uh, cataclysmic uh, issues. But yeah, no, there's a there's a moment in the in the trailer where uh, they go inside of Norman Reedus's mouth, and there's a baby in his stomach or something, and the baby looks at the camera and gives a thumbs up. And that was the moment where I was like, because up until that point, I was like, this looks really weird and crazy and dark, but you know, it's a trailer. But that was the moment where I was like. Um, I, like, am I just short-circuited for a second there? I don't, I don't even know how to process that because it's like, is he putting that in there as a joke for the trailer? Is it just supposed to be a funny joke? Is it actually like, is there, is he like implying something about the actual game or gameplay with that? Like, there's so many interesting ways you can take it. It's fucking absurd. And no, and I don't, I don't care what sort of context you have. A baby giving a thumbs up inside of a man's stomach is patently absurd. Um. So yeah, that's that was the the thing that really shook me, which I thought was otherwise a, an, a fairly interesting and, and gorgeous trailer. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Josh? I'll throw it to you first. Um, 
We're talking about the game with uh, Enormous Reedus? Enormous Reedus, that one. Okay, alright. Um, I mean, it sounds big. I'm expecting big <laughs> things from Enormous Reedus. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's Norman Reedus. Okay, alright. Uh, Wait, uh, did I get that wrong again? Just, just, let Josh Reedus, just ride right? that joke a little further. Let him ride the Enormous... <laughs> <laughs> let him ride it a little further. Josh will ride anything Enormous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he's a size queen. If given the opportunity, that's actually a good play into something on top yeah, of later. Queen. Size queen. Remember that. Okay. No, I, I'll th- wait. Let's I'm making th- a note okay, here. Yeah, let's wait. Morgan Barnes. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely wait it's, on that. It's, it's, it's a cast somebody left on fishes. Um. Oh, I did see that. I'm surprised that you weren't thrown off by the fact that um, in the trailer right before that guy who's trying to rescued the trapped man is killed he has that little like incubator on the front of his suit with a baby inside of it Uh that didn't throw you off that seemed about par for the course for kojima i mean i played metal gear (laughs) that was that was weird but not not thumbs up weird huh intriguing though right they're they're obviously carrying around a life that seems to be of of great importance. Um, it seems to be suggesting that it's like either like the last human, or like some sort some life of great importance they're trying to take care of. Something like that. Are we sure yeah. this isn't just a twins sequel? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is twins the one with um Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, am I wrong about that? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. God. I'm just old enough to remember that. Half of our audience okay. is just like, what? No. No. Good call, Josh. <laughs> it may be. <laughs> um, no, but it, yeah, it, enormous readish. Uh, Josh, do you have any thoughts on this trailer in particular, or you just want to talk more about enormous? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I'm one of the few people who just, I, I, I don't trust Hideo Kojima to really make anything worth playing at this point, so yeah, we'll see. That's a, interesting. That's a, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'm gonna play it, but yeah, I'm not expecting anything out of it at this point. As much as everyone's creaming themselves like about it. it, yeah, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Hmm. Contrarian's opinion. I like it. That's what about fair. you, Shay? It's. You know, I I briefly, very, very briefly tried the first Metal Gear Solid back when it was less weird, because I don't think that game really gets too weird, or at least the beginning portions don't get too weird, and it seemed like an interesting yeah. enough game um, back then, so it it definitely interests me. Um, this game, it looks it looks like a beautiful game. It looks intriguing. I like the idea of like how these humans are helpless and just they're not the main people on Earth right now. Like they're these invisible, titanous creatures that presumably come from like a different realm that mm-hmm. are coming to kill humans, and that's cool. I really like that concept. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the game, at least. I think it, it definitely has me intrigued either way. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, one thing Kojima's always been good at is he can pull off the bad shit crazy better than most people just because of his imagination. If you saw in the trailer, like that weird, like almost like metallic flower thing with the light or whatever that's coming off the backpack, like a lot of the design and the things that he creates are just so imaginative. You just, it's hard to take your eyes off of. And his production values are second to none. So like you're just floored and it kind of helps carry along his um, batshit crazy genius. What about you, Fish? We watched it together. Me and Fish were Game Awards bros. Um, we got together last night and playing some Zelda on the Switch. We watched it live on our computers. Um, it was a good time. Had a good time. Yeah, that was fun. Talking about making comments, hearing comments about all the stuff happening at the Game Awards. That was fun. Um, but no, that Death Stranding trailer, I don't know how to take it. Like, at this point, it seems like Kojima's just trying to do the most wildest, craziest fucking thing he could possibly fucking do as far as like trailers go and uh i'm very hesitant to think that any of that stuff would be in the game but some of it is reoccurring like the baby um the black goo and all that i wonder Mm -hmm. those 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 things actually um make an appearance in the actual game but yeah i i like how that that trailer very it's it's well directed i think as well like there's you could tell there's definitely a hand from guillermo as far as like um the way the the camera is going around this three characters or i guess two characters in the scene mm-hmm. and very cinematic yeah, just, yeah yeah definitely enjoyed that um but like as far as like what about negatives? Is there anything that like kind of rubbed you the wrong way? Like, eh, I don't like that, or that looks dumb, or anything like that? No, no. no. Like, okay. it's just all fucking crazy shit, and I enjoyed it. Thumbs but, up? Like... Thumbs up from Fish? Yeah, definitely. Okay. A baby thumb up. <laughs> wow. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I know me and no. Fish go... Go ahead, Josh. You have something else? No, it's, no that's, 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 that's plenty. A baby thumbs up is that's... like <laughs> presidential seal of honor. So. Uh, oh for sure yeah you see a baby with a thumb up you know uh-huh. like everything is fucking good yep one weird random aside i noticed is that the the second trailer actually hooked me a little more than this one the second one they released um that had like that weird del toro looking guy and then they went down into like that weird sewer thing it has mad mads mickelson was in there and he had the weird like eye goggles and like some sort of weapon and he was like walking around uh, and there was like this weird floating it, it, it was the second trailer they released to me conveyed a lot more that got me interesting uh or interested uh, and the music was exceptional as well um i've noticed there's almost like kind of a synth wave uh, kind of a score pulse to it they re- they later released like a different song with those trailers that had a completely different vibe but i was noticing in this trailer too the the soundtrack is sort of like an ominous um very electronic focused um but subdued sort of sound and that's uh, interesting to me um personally as someone who's just kind of a music nerd i always like i'm like th- i was looking around on the internet to find out who put the music in the second trailer and i couldn't find it because obviously nobody gives a shit but um that stuff's interesting to me but like i just thought this trailer was cool but just like like i said it broke my brain a little bit and i don't i'm just kind of ready for some gameplay i think the whole world is just ready for some fucking gameplay right some sort of semblance of what this actually is going to be oh. yeah it's gonna be a horror game right i have no idea it's anybody's <laughs> guess at this point <sighs> right yeah it's true 
I feel like they're going to go for something horror-ish, but... Ish? Yeah. yeah Be like yeah. third-person action horror, science yeah. fiction. It's, uh, it's going to be a screensaver pack that you uh, end up oh. getting. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, currently yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just download it right off the PSN store. Yeah, yeah. You can buy it on PC as a screensaver or on uh, a PSN as a, uh, as a theme. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's what the final product is eventually going to be. It's going to be a gorgeous Six, thing. 60 bucks mm-hmm. standard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got to recoup okay, all that money. Cool. Yeah, I hope not because they're spending a lot of money on these trailers. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> these aren't actually representative of the game. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, we can move on. It's getting people talking, and that's fun. You know, the conversation around it is fun. And, uh, that's part of the magic. You know, there's not even a game he's showing, and yet people can't stop talking about it. Um, I'm going to hit a bunch of these trailers, and what I think I'm going to do is, with both the trailers and the awards, I'm going to leave a brief pause. And if you guys have something that is important to you you want to say about that, um, go ahead and just jump in. Uh, otherwise, I'll just kind of move on down the line because there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. So I'm going to kind of briefly go down these. And like I said, if there's something you guys want to say, jump in there. I'll leave a little pause for you. So we'll keep it somewhat um, civilized. The next one up, uh, World War Z, I know, was one that Shay was interested in. No surprise there, uh, being our resident zombie expert. Mm. Um, no surprise whatsoever. It's it's cool because, to me, it reminds me of um, Left 4 Dead. Because I feel like those two games were awesome. And a lot of the community, the gaming community, loved them. And they just, they haven't released a game like that since and i really think that a lot of people are kind of clamoring been clamoring for another left for dead game and it's one of those games that can be a couch co-op or uh online multiplayer so me personally i'm really hoping that they release another another game um like that so if world war z is like that that's cool with me because that means i get to play more zombie games with people such as you guys so that excites me um, yeah, it seemed a little bit weaker than the other zombie game that people were talking about. Days Gone, like if you just compared the two, because they're both going for that sort of fast pack mentality zombie thing. Just as someone who's not as interested in those games, seeing the two games and reading about them, Days Gone seems like a much more refined version of this, just from the trailer. Um, do you have interest in Days You're Gone as well, or how do you compare the two? Dude, anything that's zombies, you know, I have interest in. <laughs> I know, man. That's a loaded question, and we know it. It's, yeah. Okay. It could be, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested in both games. Both of them seem awesome. Um, I want to play both of them. But Day, Days Gone didn't have a trailer at the Game Awards, did they? No. no. I don't think. Well, no. Yeah, but they've been it's around at like E3 for a couple, couple of years. It's just weird. Yeah, like... yeah, but. Go ahead. I was going to say, when the trailer dropped, I actually thought this is Days Gone. It's a new trailer for Days Gone. And then me and Fish saw the World War Z thing, and I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> that's a weird title to make something. I mean, isn't that just like, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the property, but isn't that just a film? Or is that also a book? I'm not... No, it actually originally started out yeah, as a, it was book, a book first. And then it okay. turned into a film. Okay. Okay. Strange. It's just strange. It's actually um, being created by uh, Saber Interactive. Um, they're most known for Time Shift, Inversion, not familiar with those, and Quake Champions, which I am somewhat familiar with. So that hmm. means Quake Champions I've heard fairly good things about, so that could be promising. Also, on that note, you were talking about Left 4 Dead, um, Shay. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, and if you didn't, you should go look it up. 
Um, but there was this game called GTFO, or Get the Fuck Out. Um, and that was basically like an online multiplayer. It looked exactly, it's from the designers of Payday, but it's like a hard, like almost horror alien shooter vibe. And it looks like it plays a lot like sort of a Left 4 Dead. Um, so if you haven't I, seen the... I saw, I didn't watch the trailer. I saw something about it. I read a little bit about it. Seems interesting. I wasn't a big fan of the Payday series, so I didn't know how interested I would be in the game. But with that being said, that seems like an interesting concept. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it does. That one, that one looked even to me. It looked pretty promising. Um, going down the list, yeah. uh, Vacation Simulator looked appealing to me. I don't have a lot to say about it except that it's from the people that made Job Simulator, which uh, me and Fish played um, quite a bit when he was on vacation here. It's a VR title that it's the third best VR title uh, I ever played. Most people, it's probably their favorite. Um, it's great. It's a delightful VR game. Beautiful. And they're, the joke was, well, after making Job Simulator, the next natural course would be, you know, you work your job, you go on vacation. Let's do a vacation simulator. So, um, huh. it, yeah. I'm curious how that turns out, like, if it turns into a full-fledged, more bigger type of experience than Job Simulator was. Because um, I think... I didn't play the other stuff in Job Simulator. All I did was the office. The one, office, but, yeah. Yeah, they they had like um, a cooking one, I believe, as well. And yeah, the four jobs. Else? There was a cooking, a mechanic. Um, there, yeah, cooking mechanic, office job, and then uh, the fourth one is escaping me right now. But it, they were all fantastic. They were all fantastic. So um, mm. they they get VR, yeah. and I was cur- I was kind of hoping they're gonna branch out, do something else, but. This is cool. You know, they need to make a little more money. Like, it's it's a hard enough, you know, field to survive in as it is. So, it looks very bright and colorful and great sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, Accounting Plus is also a VR game. So, this one's really weird because it's... I hadn't heard anything about this. I assume nobody else had. It's launching this month in VR, and it had to do with, like, the, the Rick and Morty people. So, I was I was looking it up, and... Uh, it says Rick and Morty co-creator confirms Accounting Plus is coming to PSVR this month. Um, also, the developer of the Stanley Parable. Josh, did you ever play that one, Stanley Parable? Yeah. Okay. So apparently, that their designer, um, that studio, is also is handling this game, um, which looked like very crazy. Like the you know the humor was obviously very inappropriate, sort of like Rick and Morty style. Um, they looked real weird. I know, Shay, you wanted me to bring this one up. I mean, is that something you were interested in because of the Rick and Morty tie-in? Uh, yeah, part that's part of it, because I like Rick and Morty. Um, also, part of it kind of remind like, it's kind of like the more comedic, zany side of, like, a Hideo Kojima, in a way, because, like, hmm. that trailer just doesn't really convey much of anything. It's just absolutely absurd. Absurdity just going on in that trailer, and that, I to me is what's interesting is like that there's all this absurd shit happening in the trailer and it just looks really fun. It looks like a fun VR game where you just get to do a whole mess of things and just have fun. And yeah, I'm hoping it's not like a $60 game or anything like that for people who have VR so they can give it a try. But yeah, it's a lot lot of fun to me. That's a good point. Very frenetic 
um, fast paced, almost like for people who have like ADD, it looks like it's just constantly like one thing after another, which actually can work really well in VR. So, exactly, exactly. That the the and. I know, I know from the, the creators, it's a very common thing for them, but I wish they knew how to do more than two different voices because like I heard some of the voices in the trailer trailer and I was like, yeah. Oh, I've heard this from Rick and Morty <laughs> and I know yeah, there yeah, are other shows as well that the, it's like they do the same two voices in everything and yeah, the bread and butter. It's, it's, it's like a minor complaint it's just hearing that voice time and time and time and time again in cartoons yeah they're just cashing in is, yeah. is interesting it's like h john benjamin when he goes from archer to bob's burgers it's just like he has that very distinguishable voice yeah yeah and it, it's familiar but at the same time it's like man can't you do anything else that actually freaks me out when i watch bob burgers be uh, bob's burgers because i know he's from archer i'm like i can't get that out of my head you know it just fucks with me um yeah, I remember the first time I watched Archer and I heard that guy's voice. I was like, man, this guy's got to be like this huge, brutish, awesome, debonair-looking <laughs> dude. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, a, he's a balding, he's chubby, enormous. middle-aged yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Good point. Um, that, that looks interesting, though. Uh, okay, so this one's really interesting. From Software had the shortest reveal trailer in the history of reveal trailers that we may have ever seen. It was literally all of, like, one second of, like, one picture. Uh, And I was watching with Fish, and we were on a slight time delay. So, like, I was, like, two or three seconds behind Fish. So I just heard Fish freaking out, like, oh, oh, my God. And I was like, what is it? God damn it, what is it? And then it was just over. And I was just, like, I was going to Twitter, and people were just posting the picture around. And it was just like, what am I even staring at? And obviously, it looks like some sort of Bloodborne 2 art. That's the, the obvious connection there. Um, but Jesus Christ, like, what a cruel way to get people excited uh, about your game, Fish. How did you, how did you feel about this thing? <laughs> well, I think, I think it's perfect. Like, it's a new game coming from From Software. Um, they've already stated that they're done with the Soul series. So, thank God. And obviously, they still have something going on with PlayStation. So, they, they have to be making, uh, I, f- I, I'm guessing it's Bloodborne too, but it's gotta be. It didn't say, but yeah, because yeah, it looks that, like a, if you picture... slow it down, it looks almost like a weird crossbowy kind of thing. So I'm just mm-hmm. staring at it right now. Yeah, yeah, and the sound from it, like, yeah, it sounds like somebody pulling back on a bow. Yeah, um, it, it does remind me of the weapons from Bloodborne, um, where you know that those weapons were had two different stand or you could change up the weapon it has two different stands yeah um type of thing it j- it just reminded me of that i guess but who knows no it could be a no. whole new game from from software but well, i'm still excited for it how do you feel about more on it oh yeah sorry no i agree 100 percent fish what about you josh did you have a thought on this uh split second trade <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a whole lot more there than most people are getting. I mean, if you're not reading the item descriptions, it's just going to go over <laughs> your head. Um, That's I a mean, good one, Josh. Yeah. There's there's plenty of plenty of lore. story Lots there to of go lore. in. If yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just just pay attention, guys. It's- Dude, that, that's no joke, Josh. That screenshot is now going to have lore because everyone's going to talk about one <laughs> fucking screenshot for like God knows how long, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, joke has uh, you know some strange amount of truth to it. 
Yeah, I agree. I Bloodborne two, uh, Bloodborne is one of my uh, top 20 games of all time. So this clearly looks like that. We're hoping it is. I'm just disappointed that we didn't actually get a trailer. And I knew it wasn't going to be anything great because it was during the pre-show. And no offense to the pre-show, which was a lot of fun. Why would they drop the Bloodborne 2 trailer during the pre-show, right? That's like, that's like late game Game Awards kind of shit. So It's weird. Weird. But, you know, interesting marketing strategy for From Software. Um, we are hungry for more Bloodborne. So, please, sooner than later. And now it can take the full spectrum of like publicity because Dark Souls has been done for a while. So it can get the credit. I feel like Bloodborne 1 was received well, but I just feel like it didn't get the credit that it rightly deserved. Um, next up, In the Valley of the Gods. I didn't have a lot to say about that. I was wondering if any of you guys did. So I know it's from Campo Santo. They made uh, Firewatch, which me and Josh fought about. I hated that game. I hated the second half of that game. Josh loved it. Um, and... They, it's some sort, it looks like it's like takes place in Egypt. It's sort of like a, obviously a first person exploration kind of thing. It has sort of very similar art style to um, Firewatch. Did you have any particular thoughts on this one, Josh? I mean, not really. I mean, it's hard to say with narrative games like that uh-huh. how they're going to do because it's not really. I mean, they all play fairly similarly. Like, there's minor changes here and there. Yeah. Um, but just depending on how the story grabs you is going to make a huge difference about how those games, you know, resonate. Uh, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I'm I'm going to play it absolutely, mm-hmm. just because I really enjoyed Firewatch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any amount of trailers one way or the other that could that convey would, in fact the trailer for that firewatch, could really yeah exactly the, exactly the trailer for firewatch you remember josh was actually misleading they used i was actually upset because they used this scene in firewatch where these girls are camping and it looks like they're getting like tracked or followed or murdered or something that's like one mm-hmm. small moment in the game that had nothing to do with the overarching storyline nothing and that trailer is what sold me on the game i thought it was like a murder mystery or something and, and i was so like i was actually disappointed um but yeah, the, the game is a murder mystery. No, not. I mean, yes, but a, a different murder. <laughs> a different Spoilers, murder. Yeah. it's a different murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, not a lot to say about that either, except that I thought that the trailer kind of boring. I don't know. The look of this Valley of the Gods thing did not do anything for me. Yeah. Um. Okay, there was a Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild Champions Ballad DLC. I mean, not too much to say about that because the game's already released. They just announced the DLC was coming out, like, that night. So that was the big deal. Um, The funny part about the DLC is that fucking Link was on a goddamn motorcycle, and me and Fish almost lost our shit when we were watching that on the stream. We are like, oh, no. That's, like, where you're almost too confident. Like, you've created this masterpiece, and you're doing all this great stuff, and and then they just, a little too much. Like, what if we put Link on a motorcycle? Like, ah. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think about it? It was weird. <laughs> it just felt out of place. I mean, it's it's horse-themed and everything, but still, like, I just can't get over the th- thought of Link, you know, rolling through Hyrule on a motorcycle. That's That goes against the whole series, I think. Like, it's a bit weird. It's... It's actually canon they introduced in uh, in Mario Kart 8. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that carried over. Shit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. Josh knows his lore. 
when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah. Right? That's fucking weird, right? That's weird. Um, the the world's an interesting place right now. You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino is probably going to be making a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Um, and Link is riding a motorcycle. Who would have thought? The world's weird right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Who would have fucking thought? Um. Anyway, uh, Soul Calibur Six mildly interesting for us as well. We're not big, huge fighting game people here, but that is like my favorite fighting game since I was a kid. But you know, they've all kind of been the same. Me and Fish were talking about this when we saw the trailer. The Soul Calibur Six trailer, not that impressive. I mean, I was really visually, did it looked indistinguishable from like a last generation game. I was like, if you're gonna announce Soul Calibur Six, just putting a six in the title for me is not enough to get me excited. Um, that's exactly how I felt. That is like verbatim how I felt. I was like, this game doesn't look interesting at all. It looks like a last generation console game. There's nothing interesting they're doing with this. All it shows is two characters fighting briefly in mm-hmm. a background that looks outdated. And then Soul Calibur Six. Oh, and they showed, of, of course, the eye on the Soul Edge, but. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing interesting. Very strange. Very like that doesn't mean the game isn't going to be good. It's just like why not show us something more interesting for your big reveal? It's like sort of like the Bayonetta three trailer, which is basically just the name Bayonetta three, which is fine. You know, I guess people aren't that's enough to get some people excited, but they didn't really show us um, anything. So, but it was cute how they did it because Reggie was out there to announce the Bayonetta Switch pack with Bayonetta one and two. And then you think he's done. He's like, oh, I got more. And he's like, what? And they're like, world premiere. And it's like, Bane out of three officially announced. So it was, that was cute. Um, yeah. It, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all we could say about that. Um, t- t- one that was interesting to me was called Witchfire. I don't know if you guys saw this one. Um, surprised me. Just like the look of it and being a shooter that I was personally interested in it. So Witchfire is... Did anybody here play The Vanishing of Ethan Carter? No. Okay. I thought maybe Josh would have played that because Josh plays um, some of those, you know, more like indie games. Um, but anyways, they, they, they sort of show you it and you're kind of thinking it's like an indie title, right? They're like, from the developers of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. And then and then like these two other words come in it's like, and Bulletstorm, and you're like, what the fuck? That's weird. So it's almost like, you know, if <laughs> the, the the people that made Edith Finch, you're like, from the creators of Edith Finch and Gears of War. It was like a really weird mixture, but it looks amazing. Like, the art style looks fucking incredible. Um, and just, like, hearing the people behind it being, like, a very, you know, appreciated and enjoyed shooter like Bulletstorm, but also that they had more of this indie team that made the Vanishing Youth and Carter involved, and it just looks really cool. So I that one kind of caught me by surprise. I, I like the look of that one. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have any opinions on that one at all. So Yeah, it looked a little interesting, to say the least. Um, I don't know if it's something I, per se, will go out and play, because like we talked about earlier this year, or maybe even a month ago, we're all kind of getting tired out on first-person shooters, but it was a pleasant surprise, to say the least. It looks like they're trying to do something different with that. Yeah. So I'll give it a little yeah. bit of credit where it's yeah. due. But. Yeah, I'm kind of on that boat, but 
I I enjoyed Bulletstorm. I I feel like they 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 understood like what really made like they they knew how to skewer the shooter genre better than most people have whenever mm-hmm. they try. Yeah. Um. So yeah, True. I I feel like they could do a good job with it. it yeah. yeah, especially like with that art direction and maybe another team handling some of the the lore, the ideas, of the narrative, and all that kind of stuff could be cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. Unless there's something big that you guys think I'm missing here, I'm running through the list. I don't see anything else uh, super vital. And if I if it's not coming to mind for me, then you know it's probably not not that important. Um, there were some fun moments though. It was a good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, as much shit as Josh gives me about liking award shows. I had a good time watching the fish until both of our girlfriends yelled yeah. at us and kicked us off of well, I mean, TV. And that's, and that's the greatest reward. Yeah. Yeah. What? Watching the fish? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hanging out with fish is. I really thought, life's I thought you meant reward. getting yelled at by your girlfriend was the greatest oh. reward. Well, you know that. No. That's, for me. For me. <laughs> for that, yeah. Josh enjoys my suffering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Fish's girlfriend was yelling, or Fish's wife was yelling at him, and then uh, my girlfriend was starting to get upset with me because the word show went two hours. I thought it was going to be an hour and a half. I wasn't like bored or anything. It's just it was like half an hour longer than we thought, and it didn't start at six thirty. They told you it was going to start at six thirty. That was actually the pre-show. The actual really sh- the real show started at seven, so it went from seven to like I think a little past nine actually. Even it might have been a little longer. So um, it was a good show, just longer than Damn. we thought. Yeah, got yelled at. What can you do? Living that life. Living that life yeah. for our listeners. I, I, I kind of enjoyed the uh, seeing all the nominees for each category and seeing the winners uh, announce the winners and um, yeah, actually seeing the developers go up stage and um, hearing their, their thank yous and whatnot. It's some of them, you know, a lot of them actually, you know, get really choked up yeah, and emotional kind of start very emotional yeah and like it just i don't know as a viewer like it it just feels so rewarding to actually finally see that from you know certain games like seeing cuphead's developers go up on stage and um accept i think i think they accepted two awards and one of the other awards that they won was just uh handled i guess was just uh announced instead of having them actually go up on stage but yeah, seeing them go up there twice uh, was just—it was great to see Cuphead get so much love from you know the fans who've all voted on. They him. did one fucked up thing to Cuphead though that really upset me. They um they had like they t- in between the sections they were like, all right, the fans are voting right now, and the fans are predicting that Cuphead will win Best Action Game. Who's gonna win? Let's find out when we come back. And then they came back after the fucking commercial, and Wolfenstein 2 won Best Action Game. And that fucking infuriated me for two reasons. Number one, the worst part of Wolfenstein is the fucking game. And the second part that infuriated (laughs) (laughs) the second part that infuriated me was Uh. that they teased it with this whole fans like imagine you're in the crowd and you're like, oh my god, even the fans think we're gonna win. This is cool. And then you don't like that just I hate that shit. Yeah, I just don't like it. Um it didn't end up mattering because they ended up winning a couple of awards anyway, but I thought that was kind of a stupid thing for them to do. Who cares if the, who the fans are predicting? A little, a little lowbrow. Yeah, yeah, a little lowbrow. Um, but they won. They won Best Art Direction and Best Indie and Best Indie Debut. So good, good for them. Like Fish said, it's cool to see them like living their dream and they're standing there up on their stage. And like they're all like having trouble finding the words to talk. Like all these, like they, they're like, they're like starstruck and like shocked because they're just like, I can't believe it. Like 
couple years ago, we were selling our, our mortgaging our house to like try and make this little $20 indie game. And now they're standing up here in front of like the same stage as like Hideo Kojima and they're winning these awards and their game is having a huge impact and that's, they're getting choked up and it's such a cool thing to see, you know, people following their dreams. And, um, and another thing I love yeah. about the Game Awards is that they spread it around. They, I hate it. Like the Oscars is bad about that sometimes where they'll give like the same awards, like, like t- one movie will get 10 awards. Uh, I really like it when award shows spread things around. A little bit like i don't think you should have to give an award to somebody else because somebody else is winning but in general if you have a lot of great product you're gonna have a lot of different categories where things are gonna win and there was a good variance in the winners um and that made me happy so i wasn't like the same fucking people yeah um, a lot of good games out there you know for nominees like mm-hmm. um like half of them i haven't finished or played but still seeing them up there it's <laughs> like wow that's that's a tough it's a tough category to be voting on, you know. You haven't finished a game? That's weird. Finished everything. Hmm. Uh, finished a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a handful. A handful. handful. Just a handful. Yeah. Um that's all you, that's need. All you need. Um just the tip. So running through oh yeah, the couple one other funny thing I want to mention that made me laugh is they had the Jumanji uh, crew up there and it was just like Jack Black and, and Dwayne Johnson and uh, Kevin Hart and it just made me laugh because they were talking about stuff and then The Rock was like talking about his shitty Game Informer score that he got for a Spy Hunter getting like a 3 out of 10 and it was just like comical for me to like see The Rock up there joking about the one video game he made and how it got a 3 out of 10 and there was just like a good sense of humor uh, to the show and of course that, that guy the director of A Way Out which is a highly anticipated game, had his notorious thing that's been all over the internet where he basically just went off. He's kind of a loose cannon. <laughs> he was just like, fuck the Oscars. And he started he started talking about how his game wasn't going to have any of that loot box shit, but that, you know, EA's been good to him and everyone fucks up. He was like so like bluntly honest. He was like, hey, everybody fucks up every now and then. It was just like, you could see um, Jeff Keighley who was like hosting it, was just kind of like, ah, this is interesting, but also, is this guy just going to, is this a train wreck or what's happening here? So it was, it was entertaining. I'm glad he didn't cut him off. Like, I love seeing the, like, the true side of like a game developer and not like some presentation that they're trying to, that they've, you know, it's all scripted. And instead, like all that was just very raw human <laughs> type of uh, uh reaction to you know being on stage and i've actually uh, after seeing that i went and saw some other interviews with uh with him joseph okay yeah with him and he's very actually he's he's very tame compared to what happened <laughs> on the game awards and, it, yeah. he must have had a couple yeah. of drink it, or that was like his response yeah probably. he just snorted yeah. a ball of coke before he went up <laughs> Uh, snorted a line off a stripper's ass crack. Yeah, you know why would you snip it off? Sniff it off the crack. That makes no sense. Well, you guys, you're right. You can't sniff it off the crack. There's so many better places if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. Yeah, why do I always say sniff it off the ass crack? You're right. That's not and it's no one says sniff it off the ass crack. That is literally no one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, no one would ever suggest that unless they have the finest. Finest of ass cracks. Okay, the bus. I mean, I mean, like the part that goes down to the crack, sparkling cleanest. Like just kind of like that mm-hmm. area that kind of goes down to the the crack area. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of creates like yeah. a natural you, funnel. You don't, 
Yeah. Why wouldn't There's you nothing, just sniff it nothing off the Nothing sexier ass. than the buttocks. Yeah, okay. Snorting. Right. Yeah. Snort it off snorting the buttocks. Right off I would the rather sniff sniff it off the perineum than the ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, the the shortest line of coke though. Fish, what's a perineum? Really? <laughs> um. There's really not enough room to really have much of a line there. Is that, I think right? it's part of the coccyx. <laughs> no. no, you're going the wrong direction. Hey Morgan, what's the perineum? I have oh, no okay. fucking idea. Not a clue. That's it's the taint. So I'm sorry. What'd you say? Did you tell? Do I was giggling. The taint. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, please speak in normal barbaric human terms, Shay. God damn it. Thank you. Um, moving All on right. from the perineum. Um, yeah. So I good place to start. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. No, it's a good place to start. Yeah. If we're moving on from somewhere, yes. it may as well be the yeah. perineum. Start there. Let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, um, move on. Yeah, uh, I agree with Fish though. It was cool to see him come unhinged, um, and he was very—he was still nice. He wasn't like rude or disrespectful. He was just speaking from the heart, and that was cool to see. Um, man, he got a lot of publicity for it, right or wrong. Okay, so I'm going to do a really quick rundown of the awards now. If you have something you want to say, comment, like you disagree, strongly agree, whatever. Now, we don't want to give too much away. I want to say this up front, because we have our Game of the Year show coming up at the end of the month. So I don't want to like give away too much as far as like, oh, I really agree with this, because then that would be no fun for people listening to our show. They're going to be able to predict too much. So keep that in mind. But if there's something you guys want to say, Jump in, interrupt me. I'm gonna leave a brief pause. I'm just gonna really quickly list the the winners for our listeners, and just for the sake of conversation, and then we can move on. Um, game of the year went to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Makes sense. Yeah. You guys predicted it. Yeah. Fish was very wrong predicting yes. Horizon because it didn't win anything. I was also wrong predicting Mario, mm. thinking that Mario would win it. Um. But you guys were right, so props on that. Um, <laughs> it was also cool to see them win the award. They, they were they were very very happy. Also won best game direction, um, which seems fitting. I mean that game to pull off something like that, you have to have a strong sense of uh, of direction if that's you know what they mean by that award. So mm-hmm. best narrative. What remains of Edith Finch? Um, that also makes sense. To me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Just the way that it was told was very unique. So, to me, that makes perfect sense. Agreed. Yeah. Best art direction. Um, Cuphead one. Obviously, is a very distinctive bullshit art man. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense as well. Uh, best. I will say this one is bullshit. Best score and music went to Near Automata. Um, music in that game is is really good. But it's good, nah. but yeah, yeah. I couldn't hum any of it at this point. No, and I played hours and hours of that game. It felt I could not hum a single thing from that game. Agreed. I feel like it was more of a concession. Like, let's make those near people happy out there. You know, sometimes which talks about the whole spreading it around thing. You know, um, cool yeah. to see near get some love, but at the same time, uh, yeah. Yeah, also in that category was Zelda, though, as well. And, yeah. like, the the music in that game, just, it's not the, it's not at the forefront. It's not It's really face, subdued. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, really yeah. complimentary. I mean, if you, the music is great, but it, it's almost never there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the weird thing about Zelda. Most of the time, it's just sparse and desolate. Um, very mm-hmm. different than whenever you would, you know, run out into Hyrule Field in Ocarina of Time. It's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now that I've ruined the show. Um, best audio design went to Hellblade, which is uh, great because... Of, oh, yeah. yeah. Josh, you mentioned mm-hmm. how the audio design... I need to play that. With how yeah. much how much stuff, like, how much accolades I got at the awards... That's definitely already been on next of my list of things to play, but yeah, I, I want to play that game even more now with how much accolades it got. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to squeeze that one in. It seems like a really great choice for that category. Best ongoing game, Josh will be happy to hear. Oh, oh sorry, go ahead, Shay. Quick, quick question. You remember last year when I said that we that game looks really interesting? And I if I remember correctly, I think I got shit for naming random ass games. I think was the quote, right? Wasn't what game did you say looks by interesting? Morgan Barnes. You said Hellblade looked uh, interesting. Just interesting. I yeah yeah. I said the games that I was looking most forward to in 2017 was Cuphead and Hellblade, and uh, you gave me shit for uh, yeah picking some random ass game no you were right i don't know if cuphead was random but i i will give you credit you definitely um predicted um cuphead in fact we i probably enjoyed it maybe more than you did which is kind of um almost too good of a prediction so i was talking about hellblade but oh hellblade i already knew cuphead was going to turn yeah i know that game would turn everyone in around yeah, Hellblade. Yeah, a little bit more of a sleeper, kind of a kind of along with um, what's that game? Uh, Neo, Neo too. Um, see, you called out Neo too, but not quite the year before. But you did. You were on the Neo train right before that dropped. Um, okay, so best ongoing game, Overwatch. So there it is. They just had to find a way to give Overwatch another award. But that that's accurate to me because everyone's still fucking playing Overwatch. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as as far as yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else that's been sticking around for as long as that game has, and there's not a lot. No, and I gotta be, I gotta be honest. It it seems like at this point, um, that that game is going to be more long term than even Destiny Two, since Destiny oh, Two is getting yeah. a lot yeah. of um pushback with what they've been doing with that game. so yeah. And that's no offense to anyone who likes it. Oh, Fish like, is offended, and uh, he's going to let you know right now. Go, Fish. Um, I'm offended. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, I'm going to let you know. Oh, no. Shay. <laughs> I'm God a, thank you. damn you. God damn you. You, you voice your displeasure. Thank you. Please uh, take all concerns, write them down, um, fold it up into a nice origami shaped swan and shove it up your ass wow that's strong words Uh, the interesting thing about destiny 2 design wise is that they originally said they wanted something you could pick up and play for a month and then come back later and then but you know that's actually kind of nice in my case because i enjoyed my month with it now i'm enjoying moving on with my life but there are a lot of people out there that (laughs) same here yeah give it another year and it might be worth another month yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's I'm fine with that at this point. Like I've had way too much Destiny in the first Destiny, 
too much for my own good. And I'm starting to see with Destiny 2 that it's not a game you can play for the rest of your life. He's recovering! And this he's is recovering. great! It's, oh. I'm see, so happy! He's Good job. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's. I can't even believe it. Like, what am I hearing? Mm. I don't even... I, I wanted him to be on the path to recovery, but now that I'm hearing it, it's making me uncomfortable. Um, That's weird. Yeah. You should be happy for me, Morgan. No, I just like to see your life in dis- disarray and mm-hmm. It makes him feel good about himself. God, we can't mm. have fish having God confidence. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll load it up tonight, okay? I, think I want Zer's you to look in the mirror, back. and I want you to forget the man you think you're going to be. I want you to progress mm. back into the <laughs> okay. train wreck of a destiny addict. Okay. Josh is adding that up. See that? I want you to forget the man you think you're going to be. Think about that. I wouldn't think Don't think about that. Some... Otherwise, you might remember the man you thought you were going to be. I think there's nothing there It's to counterproductive, think about, but, you know. Yeah. You don't want to do that, Fish. It's... Uh, oh, that's it's... funny. That man? <laughs> oh, that man. Okay, no! yeah. No! That's yeah, who no. I need to be. Yeah, that one you met at the truck mm. stop. Yep. <laughs> Give him a handy in the bathroom? That him. <laughs> that's, that's it. Give that Andy man. the handy. All right. Uh, God, that really. Let me know if you find Normus. Read us in there as well. Enormous was it? <laughs> you met Normus at the truck stop. Yeah. Who doesn't meet him at I, the truck stop? I saw something in what the bathroom stalls written in there. About enormous, enormous Redis five four seven six eight five two. You know, still on the hunt. Size queen. Um. All right. So best independent game. Cuphead, as we already talked about. Best mobile game, Monument Valley 2. Best handheld game, Metroid, same as Returns. Eh, I'm not happy about that, but I don't remember a lot of the other games in that category, so whatever. Slow year. Um, For handheld? I mean, yeah, what like do they handheld? even call handheld at this point? I mean, I guess, yeah. Mo- yeah. I guess DS Switch is the only... Be. I mean, if they're, not, if they're not counting Switch, it's only DS. And it kind of wins Which by is, default. I yeah. Mean, it's not a great game, but it it's probably one of the best ones I've played on Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Ultra Sun and Moon didn't win it, but it just came out very recently, so it's probably not considered yeah. in po- that nomination. Pokemon's gone downhill. It's all trash. Uh there's a Fire Emblem Echoes game, Shadow of Valencia, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, Monster Hunter Stories, and Metroid. So there's some stuff there. Hmm. But yeah, you're right, Josh. Mostly by default. I mean, who gives a shit about any of those games, right? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, really. Really. Yeah. I mean, it's no not, that, not that they were horrible, but yeah. No, it, no. I mean, as far as ones that really made a blip. Yeah. It was kind of Metroid, so. <sighs> Just what we need. That Metroid game getting more praise. Um, no, it was fun. Hey, whatever. I. I have my issues with it, but we don't want to go into that right now. Best yeah. VR game rightfully went to Resident Evil 7, mm-hmm. so, um, and I'm made me very happy. Um, best action game went to Wolfenstein 2, which I think is complete garbage. Um, interesting story in that game. Some really crazy moments I'm excited to talk with you guys about at the end of the year. But the actual gameplay, come on. Come on. The yeah. beat Cuphead. That's fucked up. So you know, Maybe you guys will agree. Maybe you guys will play Wolfenstein and disagree. I did I buy it, so I do I, need to play it here very mm. soon. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let me know. I, <laughs> from what I heard, the action's not as good as the first game, and I didn't think the first game was great. 
So, yeah. Okay. I'll keep you red box. Dated. Still in a red box. Um, Best action adventure game went to Legend of Zelda, which I guess is fine. But if you're going to give Zelda the other two awards... See, it's kind of fucked up if you think of... I don't know. That's another story. But, you know, maybe they could have given it something else like Horizon and kind of spread it around. But best role-playing game, Persona 5. Uh, That seemed like a shoe-in because... Yeah, everyone's excited about Persona. There wasn't 5 a lot of other competition in that genre this year, as far as great games. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I was noticing no best, uh, no f- best fishing game. Where's that at? I don't see <laughs> best fishing game isn't on there anywhere, which is really, really a travesty. Um, oh, what next would year. be the best fishing game, Morgan? Oh, Monsters of the Deep, of course. Okay. Actual oh, okay. fishing would win every year. No, that's right. No, that's it'd just be an old man out in a river. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to produce the award for best fishing game. Mm -hmm. A first. It'd be the only game in that category. No, there was a couple. There was that other shitty fishing game. And uh, anyways, Uh, joke aside, best fighting game in Justice Two, best family game, Super Mario Odyssey, which i concur with because my daughter fucking loves that game yeah my kid plays that all the time still Mm -hmm. when she's not playing gravity rush 2 she's Mm -hmm. playing mario god i need to finish that game yeah uh best strategy game mario and rabbit's kingdom battle yeah um Incur. Best racing game, also kind of by default, Forza Motorsport 7 one. I mean, who gives a shit? That category is just full of old dogs that ain't learning new tricks. Um, that sounds like a really old thing to say. Old dogs ain't learning new tricks. Most anticipated game, The Last of Us Part 2. Seems pretty obvious. Trending Gamer. That's my life goal now is to make sure that one day Fish is winning the Trending Gamer Award at the at the game awards that's that's it's gonna happen maybe a year or two hashtag trending gamer fish we're gonna have a movement um some guy named dr disrespect won it i have no idea who the hell that is never heard of him yeah um, well, well i'm sure he's trending yeah <laughs> who, who, who even who even was what i've heard of them like game over greggy he or greg miller won won a couple years ago and it really catapulted his career but i just there's so many youtube people out there it's hard for me to keep track of uh, Doctor Disrespect is actually from Twitch, um, and I oh, watched sorry, yeah. a f- few of the games that he's uh, he was streaming. Um, one of them being PUBG. And but uh, what'd you think? But well, he's he's very entertaining. Like I guess for you know that streamer culture where. I guess he's over over the top. He has this weird persona. He's he has like a weird those, outfit he wears. Yeah, yeah. He's always wearing like this mullet wig and these sunglasses, and he has that <laughs> mustache going on for oh, him. Oh, the mullet's a wig? I thought that was real. I'm pretty sure that's a wig. Let's mm. give him and the benefit was... of the doubt and say it's a wig. <laughs> Total accusation. Otherwise, um, he did that to himself. So yeah, well, you know. For the sake of the joke, you gotta you gotta commit to the joke. Best esports game, Overwatch. Um, best esports player, Lee Sung Hyuk. Never heard of him, but it's uh, League of Legends. And uh, best esports team, Cloud Nine. Student Game Award, Level Squared, and best debut. How did they do in- esports team? Was that like for all games overall? Do you know how they scored that? How they? Mm, no idea. 
No idea. Okay. I don't want to speculate. Just don't know. Best debut yeah. indie game? Cuphead. So, a lot of Cuphead on here, which did make me happy. A lot of spread out awards. Um, good show. A lot of happiness. Like, Fish said, a lot of people cry. The girl that won... I feel like I either missed this one or didn't read it properly, but there was the girl. She won for... Oh, here it is. Best performance. I must have skipped over that one. Um, Melina Jurgens and for Hellblade, and Hellblade also yeah. won games for Impact because mm. um, you know dealing with like uh, the um, mental illness yeah. and stuff like that. But the girl who was so shocked, she she's not even an actress. You know, she was just someone that they were using as a stand-in, but they liked how expressive her eyes were and her personality and everything. Like she was just like a temporary stand-in until they hired someone, and they're like, "We, we you're perfect for this. This is great." Um, and she was yeah. like really emotional in this. That's a great story. That's a great story. A it great really is. story. Great. Uh, okay, so transitioning, fantastic awards. Thank you. Thank you, um, Jeff Keighley, for putting on another fantastic Game Awards show, growing every year. And eventually, Joshua Fowler will be watching your award show. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. One of these have years. It, don't hold your breath. Yeah. Maybe I'll be sick with the flu and have nothing else to keep me from... <laughs> you paralyzed. You know, yeah, to keep me from yeah. completely losing sanity between vomiting. And, I'll, and mm. I'll, uh, I'll actually turn on the Game Awards and watch them <laughs> live. So. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Thou hurteth my soul. Um, all right, so fun breaker here. Before we get to the Breath of the Wild talk, I want to get our community involved really briefly. We had a really fun caption contest. I just thought I'd try this to see how it went, and it went great. So I'm going to do this again in the future because our community is amazing. It was a picture that Fish sent us of him with one of those giant replica toy Gallahorns that you can get at GameStop, apparently. Never seen this before, but it's really adorable because Fish is a huge Destiny fan. Yeah, it, it was just chilling there. One of them was opened, like a whole bunch of them that were in a box, sitting next to it. But it was just sitting there, just asking to be picked up. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't even ask the clerk. And I was just like, "I'm picking this shit up. <laughs> it's for me." <laughs> Who and took was the picture? Asking the clerk? Or was it was my wife. Oh, okay. Was your wife mocking you the whole time she took the picture? Um, no, but I know inside of her, yeah. she was like I judging. Can't, yeah. can't yeah. believe. I'm taking a picture of me with a toy. Hey, thank God he fucks me good. That's what she was thinking. <laughs> yeah, she also wow. thought that too. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually so... said that to one of the uh, one of the clerks there. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Take a picture. Like, oh God, <laughs> he's not oh, a good God. dick. Laying that pipe. All right. Um, no, well, the I reason mean, I keep this nerd around. We all know if it's fish, it's definitely his personality. Um. But it's, uh, so a lot of great comments. So Fish is standing there with a giant Gallahorn and a big, goofy smile on his face. And I said, caption this, okay? So I'm going to read them all, because they're all great. Um, or good. The first one is from Epidemic 1. Seriously, don't be cutting the line for that last Nintendo Switch. So, Fish, you keeping the peace uh, for the Nintendo <laughs> Switches, apparently. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Back up, I got a Gallahorn. <laughs> this is all serious. Like with this man bun in full effect. Um, and then this uh, this lady, Lesta.Isley, said, Impressive hashtag size queen. Now, I didn't know what a size queen was. <laughs> I had to 
I, this sent me down a dark spiral where I found out that it's just someone who, in their relationships, prefers a large penis. Um, but it actually predominantly is found within the homosexual community. Um, but it could apply to either heterosexual oh. or homosexuals. Oh. So, there's okay. size queen. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that Gallahorn home. Mm. That's what Susan said. <laughs> Taking that Gallahorn home. Um, Mario Carella said, now I'll get that fly. So, I think, you know, it's a little brutal for just a tiny <laughs> fly. but <laughs> That's how they yeah. do that in Texas. Yeah, that's true. They don't fuck around. Yeah. Tracking rockets and everything. It's an easy kill. That would be a funny name in like Destiny, because they always have those funny names for guns. You could see them making a huge gun and just calling it something cute like the fly swatter. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Desert Ocelot said, this is a good one. Let's see you trade this in for 375 hmm. Sick burn on the GameStop. Uh, I like that one. I like it. <laughs> He's, come on, GameStop. They they give you nothing, but in in, in defense, yeah. they do give you something. So <laughs> you know it's hard to get a lot of places to trade in your games nowadays. Um, underscore Mister Underscore Did said it's as easy as shooting fish with a gallahorn. So he played on that old Aww. old adage. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Um, Rich Bernad underscore my evil resident said, I like your PSVR controller, which did get me thinking, man, that would be a weird way to play a fucking VR game with a controller that massive, um, underscore our good friend Badzak said, looks like he's compensating for something. <laughs> oh, I wonder of what course that not. Be. Hmm. No. That's... No. It's perfectly acceptable true. to own a large dildo and not be compensating for something. It's, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes yeah. you just want a second one. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to, for once in her life, make your wife happy, right, Fish? That, that's that's true. No. <laughs> I mean, for once in her life, she deserves a moment of happiness. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I know how to please my woman. Okay, here we now. He's no gonna, question about it. Don't you dare defensive. question it. Um, I live my life to question. Uh, let's see. 80s then and 80s now said, this makes me happy. Very, very happy. Yeah, pretty straightforward. I can see if they're saying that. Um, this is a classic one. Our good friend Deadwa said, say hello to Fish's little friend. That's something Fish would say, too. That's what he Fish would say. He probably actually said that yeah, in Yeah, he probably did say that. Yeah, yeah it's, there's like a 90% chance that was that was said whenever, no, at some it, point. It wasn't said. Yeah. Mm. It was said in my head, mm. though. Yeah. <laughs> we have a winner! Ding, 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 ding! Um, LTD Lance said, I got the Gallahorn. Can I be on the fire team? No. Only Pizza Bros allowed. Um... And then the last one was Lopez Lineman seventy said, "Oh boy, here I go fishing again." So we had two fishing ones. Um, fish, I'll let you pick. Which one is your favorite of all of these? You can pick a winner, just for fun. They win nothing except the eternal gratitude of one Anthony mm-hmm. Fisher. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? I think the first one got oh. the biggest reaction from me. Seriously, I forgot it though. 
Seriously, don't be cutting the line for that last Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> okay, okay. Standing at a GameStop with that, yeah. All right, Epidemic like Mike 1, congratulations. I will tag everyone in this podcast, and thank you for uh, having fun with us. So, that was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed him. <laughs> I did, too. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so, the meat of the show, we finally arrived. Um, I should probably choose my words a little better there next time but we are talking breath of the wild uh, finally it's going to give its moment in the spotlight a little bit here as i mentioned at the beginning of the show me and fish finally have switches i'm sorry shay that you have to sit through more zelda talk i i apologize okay. do you um, we we have to do it shay's probably just playing skyrim on his phone anyway so nope okay i'm sorry he's probably surfing tinder um, yep oh <laughs> God damn it! Oh, okay, all right. I'm out of shitty jokes. So Zelda, I, I, let's. Go, I kind of prefaced this last week because I started playing it. If you listen to our last show, I talked a little bit about it to lead in. But Josh and Fish, I'm finally looking forward to having this conversation with you guys. Um, very fascinating to me. I was I was doing my jog this morning. And I was thinking about sort of a starting point or just something weird about this game that maybe I don't hear a lot, and I settled on this. It's pretty crazy to think that we never got a Wii U Zelda game. We never got a new, an entire life cycle of a system existed for Nintendo where we never got a Zelda game. Now, there was the Wind Waker remaster, which was incredible. Um, But that was it. That was it. And that is insane. And I think that also speaks to why this game ended up being so incredible is because they've been working on it for a long fucking time it was constantly delayed and yes i know it released on the wii u at the same time as the switch but come on this is a switch game that just got a wii u release um it skipped i I can't remember the last time a zelda game uh, skipped an entire system right so that's just how grand and ambitious this zelda game was um but i don't know that's just something i was thinking about today kind of set the tone there uh fish you've been laying into this one Finally. Um, Finally, yes. Yeah, I played just a tad bit of it before the podcast, and of course, whenever our... A tad bit? That's vacation. a bit repetitive. A tad bit? Just... <laughs> just a tad yeah. better? Or maybe just a bit. <laughs> you gotta pick one. Mm-hmm. Played just a bit of it. I just played a tad yeah. of it, I okay. guess. I'm sorry. We, just, we live to yeah. just make your life hell. Yeah, but no, I've I played quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh since then um and i'm enjoying it quite a bit um trying to think of like where to start with yeah it's well i mean even spending a whole week since the last podcast you had barely kind of delved into it um you've now spent Mm -hmm. a week with it your many 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 hours into the game um yeah it's it's the only game i've been playing all week and um yeah i just keep coming back to it and that game, it, at first, it it play it's an open world, you know, and a lot of the Zelda games that I did play back in the day, um, last one being Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. I mean, it has an open world feel, but this Zelda game actually really nails that open world feel, uh, and in a way that I, I didn't think a Zelda game could necessarily have, because now the world is 
freaking humongous like you yeah. can look out in the off off into the horizon and you see all sorts of different landmarks out there and you mm-hmm. you're just like hmm i wonder what that's like over that way and you know you just start trekking off that way and come across all sorts of different stuff but the world uh, the starting area is a little bland compared to um like the rest of the game hmm. but that's a given because it's kind of like a tutorial type of area you're learning um yeah you, you're kind of being handheld and kind of walled off from everything but i don't agree um, with that but i do like what you said about the that could be like a tagline for the game hmm, what's over there let's go check it out that's that's like the whole game in a nutshell yeah yeah and like it being an open world type of game like in an rpg it was weird not having like a experience bar at first. Like yeah. that was throwing me off because like <laughs> I would come across enemies and like defeat them, move on to like, and then like some minutes would pass by as I'm just wandering around and I'll come across some more moblins and immediately for some reason in in my head like that, I guess it's just from playing you know games that have experience bars in them. Like I thought to myself, I was like. I should have enough experience. I should be high enough level to defeat these. And I was like, wait, no, there's no fucking levels in this game. It's only heart containers and your stamina and your weapons that you have. And I, I like that approach. There's, I mean, there's never been experience bars in Zelda. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's weird to kill a bunch of enemies like you do in most games and not level up or something like that. It's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it threw me off for that first chunk of that that first area yeah because it's like rpg mechanics but i won't say like see rpg light in a way um like they just take the essentials but like in order to keep the game balanced you can't just like kill 100 moblins to level up your sword it's all based it's mostly based off gear really I mean, everything you're doing for the most part is based off of like the quality of the gear or weapons you're finding and equipping because everything's breaking everything's destructible you're constantly turning stuff in and out that's pretty much what's dictating your power level and strength for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of times, like you'll be holding on to uh, stronger weapons for a more difficult battle. Like for me, like I was, I was just throwing bombs at moblins, even though they do dick for killing them yeah. or damage to them. It, uh, it still, you know, would it eventually kill like one of them, and I would pick up their weapon and decimate the rest of them with that weapon she says that in the um, text for the bomb it says does dick for damage so <laughs> uh, yep that's what it says um yeah i did that too the first time i played fish and then i was this time i was like fuck that because i was so i would just throw bombs constantly because mm-hmm. i was afraid to use anything but this time i was like you know what i'm gonna push this game if i can use all these yeah. weapons like as they break i'll pick more shit up and i'm just gonna play the game like a fucking wild man um yeah and, and i don't think yeah, playing it that way is just fine as well, and I've kind of stopped with that tactic of just throwing bombs all over the place to try and save my <laughs> this weapons. Super fun, because it, 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 there's a timer on that bomb, and it gets very repetitive, and it's a little boring as well. So I stopped doing that, and yeah. Have you had any like, like emergent moments? Like me and Josh were talking about this on the first time we the first podcast about Zelda back in the beginning of the year, but like. Anything that just sort of weird ha- that happened to you that stuck out in your head, like something you didn't predict that was going to happen. Or like I told you last week that I saw this patch of dry grass, so I shot it with a flaming arrow, and I didn't, and all this wind pushed the fire back into this little like canyon, 
and it, it killed these enemies that even were there until I heard them screaming. And then I went and looted them. It was like this sort of random things that happened. Have you had any that you can remember? I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, no, I was more, I was more in awe with like the physics of this game. Um, like there's an area in the first area that you're uh, the Great Plateau. Yeah, the Great Plateau. Um, where you there's a chasm, mm-hmm. but the only way to get over it is you have to chop down a tree. Mm-hmm. And I thought. You know, just chopping it down would there be some scripting going on to where that tree would fall perfectly in a way that um, you could get across. Uh, that wasn't the case because it actually wherever you're facing, <laughs> that's where it falls down. Yeah. And like my first tree that I chopped down, it just went soaring down uh, into the chasm. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit! But yeah, I've, I've been surprised with like the physics in this game and the way they use it, um, especially in the puzzles too. Yeah. Yeah, in the shrines, yeah. like, man, they are so intuitive and great. Like, yeah, the shrines are are always fun. Like, it's... I'm trying to think of how I can... There's what game I can relate that to. Portal. But, like, they remind me of Portal. Like, how Portal... Sort, por- sort of. Portal had these, like, short like, physics-based, like, puzzles, right? And you move on from puzzle to puzzle to puzzle. It's like they took the essence of, like, a Portal room and then condensed it into a shrine. To me, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, um, I would say also the witness because there, there's, there was these two huh. shrines. Okay. I don't want to really ruin it, but like it's, it's this puzzle and it's called the Twin Memories. I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah, I can't remember off the top of my uh, head. But yeah, like you, you actually have to visit these two shrines and go back and forth between them and memorize like where exactly uh, each ball is in the other one to. Oh, uh, yeah. there's two right next to each other. There's two shrines. Uh, well, there's they're the two peaks, and oh, it has okay, like that okay. little valley in between them. Gotcha. Um, going back and forth between them was kind of a pain because like one's higher than the other and one's lower. But um, yeah, that 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 was just really interesting and cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of the shrines oh. uh, that I've come across are just the puzzles feel so good in them. They do, and yeah. <laughs> They're really clever. Wow. Like there was one where I did last night where I had to. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin it just in case you get there because like if I ruin the puzzle, it's half the fun. But basically, I used an object to pick up a ball in the area, um, like almost like a cup. Like I used another object with my magnet to pick up one of the balls. It was it was just the strangest things. I was using two mm-hmm. an object to pick up another one, and then I was like rotating them around. Like it was just. Every single shrine is like a a clever little thing. Now you will get to the shrines with the um the combat uh, puzzles, and it's just you kill an enemy, and those are pretty straightforward. Yeah. But um, God, they're so clever. I I like that too because it's like a little bite sized puzzle, and I'm not really big into puzzle games, so like I don't really want to sit there doing puzzles all day like Zelda normally forces me to do. So for me personally, it's a breath of fresh air bunch of mini a little like little just a little taste of a puzzle and then you continue on with your journey you know what i mean yeah um also being like little save points you sort of like start to fill in the map with them as you just start to uh find them all they become like these nice little markers for you uh on on your map the survival elements are weird getting used to for at first for me too fish i don't know how you felt about them or you as well josh but like that was the thing that is the hardest thing for me to kind of get used to because you like you actually have to 
catch or kill a lot of animals, to cook food, because you you'll be using it a lot for your health, because you will die in this game a lot. Um, it is not an easy Zelda game by any means. Uh, there's a boss I'm stuck at right now that can literally kill me in a one fucking hit. Um, and there's the survival, like, if you're trying to climb a mountain and it's raining, then you have to wait for a while or have something that can get around that. Um, there's a lot of little things, your stamina meter. There's a lot of, like, survive, like light survival elements that took some getting used to for me. Uh, they fit the game, the theme of the game, perfectly, but it was just, like, a weird thing to get used to for me, you know? I don't know if, how you guys felt about them, but... Uh, I, I, I liked it. Um, like, cooking in this game actually feels rewarding because you don't know exactly if you're, <laughs> what you're, what you're cooking. Yeah. What, yeah. What's it's, exactly it's, its benefits are going to do. Yeah. You it's, can kind of guess. It's interesting. They actually... There are tons of recipes in the game but none of them are spelled out in a way for you to figure out. They're all hidden like yeah. in, in like posters and stuff. You can look at them and it'll, you'll be able to see all the icons and figure out what the recipes are, but no one will just tell you. Um, oh, you see like a poster in a shop and you're like, oh, that's a fish. Yeah, you see a poster a in a shop. Okay. Yeah, and it'll like show you how to make different dishes. Like you'll see, um, yeah, a few other things like that. Um, that's, that's, cute. that's cool. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and you also, it's not a big deal in the normal mode, but it's becoming a whole lot more important in the master mode from the DLC that I've been playing through since then. Mm -hmm. But buff food is very important, especially, like, defense food. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I love catching those mighty carp and then making something that gives me attack plus. Mm -hmm. It's just, like... So satisfying. I'm going to cook these fucking carp up and I'm going to get a strength boost. It's a, it's a good feeling. Um, yeah. And it actually makes the hunting, like, I like it because it plays into the hunting in the game. Like, if there was no reason to do all the hunting, all the wildlife in the game would just be, like, aesthetic. Which would be fine. But, like, there's actually a reason to hunt all the weird little animals and creatures in the game. Um, mm hmm which, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's always fun to just like throw random stuff in the cooking pot and see what comes out of it, and if it's like something that's like very beneficial to you and doesn't take that much materials, like it, it, it feels very rewarding at that point. It's almost like it's almost like opening up a loot chest, sort of. You're just throwing shit in there and <laughs> like something better, essentially. Yeah, um, you just don't know exactly what you're getting. Condensing, um, yeah, and, yeah. But and you get that you cute know, little like... song when you cook. They make it charming. Yeah. I thought it was going to get very tedious because, like, you have to go into your inventory, put all the stuff into your, hold all the stuff, and then back out of the inventory, and you're holding all the stuff, and then you just drop it in the pot. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, like, it's no. it's enjoable. Like, it doesn't get really tedious at all for me. Uh, this yeah, I mean, well, I think it's because I only do it every now and then when I'm really running low, and when I cook, yeah. I cook mm -hmm. a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can stock up a large amount at once, so yeah. it's not like you're constantly fiddling in menus. Like, even though even though inventory management is important in the game, it doesn't feel like you're in the menus very often. Um, yes and no. I wish there was a way to just drop items from the weapon select like if you freeze time and you go to select the new sword or whatever you, without unless you pick it up and throw it you can't just drop something from that screen you have to actually go into your 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 menu menu 
find it, and then click drop. And that's that's a bummer during a battle when you're like, oh, I just want to drop this shield. Why would you need to drop a shield in a fight? Well, because sometimes a better shield will drop, and I, or like even um, a weapon, like a better one will drop that I would rather pick up. But I, if I can't drop the one I'm holding, unless I were to go into that weird throwing motion thing, which is kind of distracting. You know what I mean? Like, cause they everything drops during the fight. So like, if if I see an enemy drop a good weapon, I'll just try and pick it up right there in the middle of the battle and use it against them. Okay. You should probably wait. Finish a fight well, before you. Well, at the beginning of the, the game, it was just more. a good feeling because um, when you don't have anything, like you'd smack an enemy and they'd fall down and they drop their stuff, you pick it up and then beat the shit out of them with their own club. So, like, I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to keep that mentality. Um, but it's just, yeah, some of the inventory management, I, it would be easy. Just add a little button that says drop. I want to be able to drop from the outer. It doesn't sp- take that long to throw stuff. I mean, you can actually damage them that way. But if I'm in the middle of a, yeah, but if you're in the middle of a fight. Uh, it's just kind of a drag. There's just no reason why it's not there. The inventory management could be a little better. That's all I'm saying. Stand by that till the day I die. Okay. All right. I mean, I get it for shields because there isn't a way to drop a shield. But weapons, you just throw it at them. What about a bow? What if a better bow drops? Can't throw a bow at them. How would you have... Bows are not that impactful. I have tons of bows. Hmm. I'm just saying... The difference really between bow stats is not a... You're not you're not going to be fighting something and have them drop a bow that's twice as good as what you've got. Like they just the the difference in stats and bows is not very large compared to like melee weapons. Maybe, maybe. I guess my larger point is just that you very easily include something to make the inventory item uh, management a little better, especially when I'm in battle. That's all I'm saying. I don't like going to the menu screen while I'm in battle because then everything stops. Click through a bunch of screens. And when you want to heal yourself, too, like, there's no other way for yeah. them to really do that. We talked about this last week. Because let's say you cook, like, 30 plates of food. You can't really auto-assign yeah. those unless they had a really common... Yeah, there's too much, too much inventory to auto-assign to something there. Yeah. So you have to go in your menu and find the food you want. And that takes a while, right? If I'm in the middle of an intense fight, I'm like, all right, let's go look through my cooking things. What do I got here? It's just kind of comical to me that that's what, you know... And then, yeah. and then, oh, flashback to battle. Here we go. So it's a... Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't occur that much, because I generally have, you know, full assortment of fairies and stuff to never have to go into the menu to deal with during combat. See, I've only so. seen, like, one fairy. I caught it, finally. Mm. I love fairies. I haven't seen very mm-hmm. many. We have bad luck. Fish did find this uh-huh. fucking massive horse yesterday, and I don't know... Did you ever catch that massive horse, Fish? No, uh, I didn't. Um, it was cool though. Like uh, I went, I I just went exploring. Um, last time I played, I just wanted to unlock those big uh, towers to kind of unlock the map for the area. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just riding a horseback across the land, and then eventually, like, I gave up on my horse because uh, the controls are just—I don't know. The the horse doesn't. It's not bad. But it's it's designed it's to be that not, way so that you look for better horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it really? I think so. Yeah, the horses have stats. You know, you look for better horses. Well, yeah, I have a horse that has like four stars in speed and like four stars in stamina. But like, um, for health, I think it was like one star. But what do you want a horse to turn just... like a car? What are you, what are you expecting here? Uh, you know what? Controls. Just get a motorcycle. There oh, you go. That'll fix everything. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I prefer uh, 
using that paraglider. That is just that feels yeah, so good using that in the so game. Oh, um, and crossing great distances is just oh. jumping, climbing up on top of the tower and then jumping off Floating. in the direction you yeah. want to go. That's like sex. Mm. That's just better. This I don't know if you've seen that horse, Josh. Well, I'm sure you have because you've put a million hours in this game. He found this mat. This horse was so big. He sent me a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Like the horse's the black and red one. Yeah, the horse's dick yeah. was as big as Link's entire body. This horse was fucking mm-hmm. huge. Like, what's the deal with that horse, Josh? What is the deal with it? I He's tried big. to tame it. Yeah, I tried to tame him. To I know. tamed him. Named him Fezic. Fezic. That's what I'm gonna name mine too. No. Yeah. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> uh, special guest there. Um, no, but yeah, I didn't. It's just random. Like, was that horse belong to somebody in the lore, Josh? Like, what's the story behind the horse? Just, nope, just a big horse. God, that's weird. You yeah, can... he, he's just he's hanging out in like the bottom of like this canyon, and like there's other horses around it that are, you know. Regular size and big ass fucking horses. <laughs> Something emasculating like, those regular size horses. Um, you know those. Uh, yeah, that dare too. Like I don't know. I guess the secret is to just keep being persistent with the taming. But um, it's cool. There's other weird stuff that you can tame besides. Well, the, the bear wasn't that hard. Like it only took me yeah. two tries, I think. Um, but yeah, that horse. He's probably better at plucking than I am. Mm. That what? joke went over his head. <laughs> Uh, that'd be a callback to the beginning uh, of the show. No, no, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay, I get okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't use that technique per That's se it. on my. Bear. Hey, you tamed it. I wanted to live. So, did you take the bear to the stable? Does it like if you take the bear to the stable, is it yours forever, or how does that work? Um, I don't know. Cause as soon yeah, as I got should, to the town, you should try it sometime. Well, okay, God, that sounds entertaining. <sighs> Fuck, I missed it because one of the villagers, whenever I got to the town, I wanted to take a picture of it. And then one of the villagers, or one of the wanderers, came up to it, pulled out its sword, scared my bear, bucked me off, and ran off and disappeared. And I was like, God damn it! And the stables were right there. <laughs> While you were trying to take like, a picture of it, this happened? Yeah. See, that's your problem. I took video of it, You gotta take it, it to the stable and then take a picture of it. Yeah. I was just too excited. You turned into a Morgan there, just trying to take a picture. Got got too picture happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man. Well, yeah, I'm sad. Speaking of which, you can't send us any more pictures of your bear, Morgan. <laughs> it's... I mean, who else am I going to send them to? There's That's the thing. That's the thing, Morgan. You, you can't send pictures of your bear. It's just, just don't. All right, we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> um, I forgot I was going to say, you threw me off with that. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the, one of the, the small touches in the games are, are really, there's a lot of these too, but I noticed that I was following this guy out to do a mission, and he was running out there, and he was like, follow me, I'm going to do this weird, uh, I'm going to show you where this hidden shrine is. So I'm following this guy out, right? And he turns the corner, and all of a sudden it starts raining. And then he fucking turns around, and he's running back, and I'm like, dude, what the, where are you going? We're going to do this quest together. And I'm talking to him, and he's like, oh, there's metal in my glasses, and it'll get struck by lightning. So, like, just because a random storm happened, he was designed to get back to his house because there was metal in his glasses, and he didn't want to get struck. There's, like, a lot of cute little uh, details like that uh, in the game that you just don't know until you come across. Um, 
it's it's pretty incredible like the amount of detail i mean it took an entire generation as we talked about earlier <laughs> to skip the wii u to build this fucking thing but goddamn, it shows doesn't it mm. it does yeah yeah, like I just came across the desert area and I, oh, I hate that place. Where one of the divine beasts are at, um and I came across like this town where it's only women apparently. Yeah. And there are no men. And, <laughs> but outside of there there's these sea Oh, like, those things are badass. Walruses. Yeah, they're like yes, walruses. Um, yeah. I forgot I remember you like sending like video of it way back when you started playing yeah. it. Um earlier this year but i forgot all about it and like i came across and was like oh do i just mount them and like um they swim through the sand while i'm riding a horseback no it's it's far more fucking cooler and a lot better yeah. uh, as far as like you like hook onto the back there. of them and you slide on your shield like a fucking like mm-hmm. a jet ski basically yeah, yeah, that's or like a yeah a wave. Runner, I wish you yeah. could find a particular one and like tame it and like make it your own, but I haven't seen that option. Um, it'd be cool if there's a little more depth to like just that sort of customization stuff. But tons of gear, tons of weapons, cool shit. Like um, uh, the desert section, I'm not a huge fan of. And fish, maybe you'll see as you go through. But that's my least favorite area in the game. But for the most part. Uh, all the areas are really distinctive and memorable and beautiful. The game feels very handcrafted. You don't always feel like you're getting completely rewarded for your time. I had this one instant where I cleared out this very tough area of like high level moblins and I got like a, a meh shield. That was my reward. And I was like, I don't really know if that was worth burning through the two good weapons I had. Like, Fish, do you feel the fear I felt where I, and I've tried to come to peace with it. But where, like, you have a nice weapon and you're almost, like, afraid to use it because you're afraid of breaking it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sort of. Like, I don't want to use my best weapon on, like, a Moblin just because it's going to lose its durability on something that I could kill easily with, like, a with an arrow or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I tend to use my weakest weapon whenever I'm just wandering around. Um and saving those bigger mm-hmm. weapons for bigger enemies. Um, yeah. But I have so many better weapons at this point. Like, I'll just run with the with one of them, and just, if it breaks, it it breaks at this point. Like, I don't really... Yeah, it breaks, it breaks. I don't cry over it. Yeah, dude, I got yeah. this one. This ninja came down. I don't know where I found him, but he just came out of nowhere, right? And I killed him, and he was tough, but he dropped this fucking... It was like a 40-strength sword. It looks like a fucking katana right and it when you swing it like wind shoots out of it it's the coolest thing and i'm just paranoid of losing it so i'm like ah i don't know (laughs) like i i want to use it but i'm just like i'll save it for bosses or but like now the problem is that i've accumulated so many special weapons that i'm afraid of using that i have no room for shitty weapons i have like nothing but great weapons and now i'm gonna have to start using them because I've done so many shrines. I have like an epic fire sword, a thunder sword, a broadsword. I have that. And min- next on Zelda Hoarders, Morgan Barnes. <laughs> mm-hmm, right? Seemingly. <laughs> has swords busting at the seams of his backpack. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's. Man killed when pile of loot falls on him. <laughs> you can't, can't call for help. Just carry a bunch of crazy shit around. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the last thing I'll say, and then Fish if any, or Josh, if you guys anything you want to say, we can move on. Um, last thing I'll say is you don't normally see games this size with this much polish. Normally, like Fallout, it was kind of janky. Uh, even Grand Theft Auto at times, something like that. Like, there's a lot of really 
impressive games of this scale, but the thing that impresses me the most is that it has that Nintendo level of polish, and you just don't see that Mm. with a game of this size normally. That's the thing that strikes me the most. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had very, very few bugs in this game compared to something like a Fallout, which would be a new and interesting bug every time you turn it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, even so just yeah. like the way things interact, like the smoothness to it. You'd think it was a 15-hour a classic Zelda adventure, like everything just works so well. Even with all the physics and stuff in that game, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the physics just feels intuitive. Like, if, if you're going to move this thing here, like, and you line it up, like, it, it does what exactly it's going to do. Like, picking up a big metal door and trying to cro- cross a gap, like, dropping it down, it, the physics work just fine. Like, the door isn't going to be bouncing all over the place or anything like that. I think they did a really good job as far as the physics in this game. Um, like I said earlier, but any gripes? Um, any gripes so far with your time? Any complaints? Um, the horse. <laughs> I don't like the controls on the horse, uh, per se. Just because, like, I'll, I'll come. There's there's areas where I feel like the horse can jump over this small little rock, but he'll just stop right there and there. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I don't like that. But I, I love just wandering the wandering the land like that sense of just wandering around is it's just great yeah it's magnificent actually it really is it's glorious it really is beautiful like you'll have moments where you just come over the hill mm-hmm. and the sun's coming down and you can see like the sunset on like the plains and like the grass is swaying in the wind and like the the art direction is that beautiful like cartoonish sort of cel-shaded look it just looks fantastic so Great stuff, great stuff. Maybe we'll have more Zelda talk a little bit down the road, but I think that's pretty good. Um, and it's got its due time. Fun bio break article today as we break things up a little bit before we get back into the game talk. Um, something we love to do here on the Chompcast. We do talk about a science or a biology article because we have a resident biology major on the crew, our good friend Shay, who's teaching over in Japan. And we like to talk to him and just sort of discuss uh, fun articles um, almost every week, as often as we can. And the article this week is a lot of fun. I'll set it up and I'll throw it over to Shay. Um, so basically, this one caught my attention. Uh, this I'm taking the headline directly from ScienceDaily.com. It says, Girls Will Be Boys, Sex Reversal in Dragon Lizards. Uh, and the summary of the article is one of, Austra- <clears throat> one of Australia's iconic lizard species is hiding a secret. Female central bearded dragon embryos temporarily grow the lizard equivalent of a penis during development. Researchers made the discovery while investigating what happens to the body and genitalia of male dragons that reverse their sex at high temperature treatment. So reversing their sex at high temperatures. I'm assuming some sort of evolutionary design trait. Shay, I can't even wrap my head around what's going on here. Can you help me? Um, basically, from what I gathered from the article and the paper, is that there are two different ways to determine uh, the, the sex of a creature, which is by the, uh, by the chromosomes and then also by temperature. And these mm-hmm. bearded dragons are unique in that they can do both. 
and it's interesting because uh, these scientists they did this controlled experiment where they did it under uh, I might be quoting a bit off the temperature I believe it was 28 degrees Celsius which is the normal temperature um, quote unquote for these bearded dragons in their environments and Mm -hmm. then a 36 degrees Celsius which in Australia is also normal for them during the summer that's about 100 degrees or so give or take a few uh degrees fahrenheit so it's a it's a little bit higher uh temperature but anyways so they took all these eggs and they were all females and they were observing them under both of these treatments and basically uh, what these scientists saw under the these uh high treatment or these high temperature treated eggs that they were growing these appendages that were the equivalent of a penis in a um in these creatures in these reptiles hmm. or these vertebrates i can't i'm spacing the name of it it's uh, the equivalent name of that uh appendage not important anyways it's not called a penis what ends right? up, for them it's called something else no it's called something different i can that's why i'm feel bad you just say male i'll look it up for you that. you just say male dragons yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, is it Dick? No, it's not. Uh, That's the name of my uncle. That's not scientific. But anyways, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, so oh, I got it. I got it. It's called hemi penis. Hemi penis. Yeah, I noticed that the female embryos first grew a pair of hemi penis. Yeah, yeah. So they grow these. They grow these uh, appendages as it heats. As it's Higher in temperature, and as it comes close for them to hatching, <laughs> uh, they drop these appendages. So even though they are born hmm. as males, quote unquote, they end up becoming females in the egg, which is super fascinating. Mm-hmm. And why it's so fascinating is that that could in turn be information for our species. You know, like how how is that applicable to us? Because obviously, right now, one of the big debates in the world is um gender and sex and all of those things so mm-hmm. and I, I, i'm not i don't mean that in a belittling way at all it's just it's a very yeah. heated discussion Topical. right now so if we can look at these other species who are capable of doing that are, are, are humans capable of doing that and we don't know because we there's not enough information there or you know i guess less less uh specific about that is we don't know a lot about how um the the finer intricacies of how that gender or not that gender that sex is determined we know obviously chromosomes play a very big part of it but we don't know all the finer intricacies and that's uh currently being displayed by the study so it's really fascinating stuff it's yeah it's yeah it's really weird that's why it caught my attention i was like that is this the strangest yeah, most interesting thing. Like, what would be the, like, in your opinion, I'm sorry if maybe you kind of glossed over this, but because um, I'm taking a lot of this information that you're telling me. Uh, but, like, what do you think the major purpose of this for, like, their evolutionary, um, that helps them in, as far as evolution goes? Like, why is this a good trait to have? Because they need, like, um, reproduction-wise, they have to have more females? Um, You know, I... I don't remember the art article mentioning 
uh, why why exactly. I'm sure there is more research out there to that. And I don't even know if 100% there is a definitive reason why, because we're still trying to understand that. That's what the study is doing, is trying to kind of open the doors on us figuring out um, why these animals are doing that and which animals do and don't do that. So this article, I think, was more more focusing on do these animals do it, not yeah, why. Yeah. And I think the why is not... Do you have they a theory? Don't have though? enough evidence. As, as a biologist, do you have a theory? Sure, there are theories out there. I'm sure, like you're saying, part of it is due to evolutionary advantage. Um, okay. Always having a redundant backup system in the animal kingdom never hurts when you're trying yeah. to survive. And um, a way um, for population control is certainly, remember. certainly um, necessary if you're not a human. So remember, um, Malcolm, Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park, he said, "Life will find a way, even if it has to reverse sex." <laughs> and that's uh, an apt quote, as uh, the new Jurassic World trailer just recently dropped, didn't it? Like a few yeah, days it ago. Doesn't... Yeah, that trailer bummed me out. You guys want to talk about that? I'm all ears, but that was. I, I I didn't watch it. I, I just I just noticed that it dropped. It was just them running from dinosaurs for two minutes. Not impressive. Hmm. So it's uh it's the it's the equivalent of that that comp that gaming or that company's trailer or whatever whatever they're called, the Bloodborne people. Uh, well, it would, it just like the the Jurassic World had so much wonder. Playing sort of playing back the Jurassic Park, and this one just looks like everything's gone to hell. Everyone's running from dinosaurs. So, anyways. That's my. I'm a. I'm a pretty big. So another sure that wasn't the trailer for 2018. Uh, yeah, that's. They're all metaphors. Yeah, you're right, Josh. That was. That's mm. what it was. Um, that's true. I'm gonna dress a partner. What can I say? But no, you're right, Shay. It's, it's just interesting. I was reading about it, and they said that they just. We don't know a lot about the genitalia of reptiles. Reptiles are a fascinating species to us. Um, I mean, let's be honest. They're basically dinosaurs. So we don't know a lot about about dinosaurs. It's a perfect tie in there. As a... I, th- I think it's less about the genitalia, and I, I, you you are partially right in that. I think it's more about the just how everything comes together in terms of how their sex is determined. How the inf- I mean, like obviously, information is passed through the chromosomes, genetic information, but what information is yeah. being passed, and just like all those finer details, we're finally starting to no, discover. Yeah. Which some people may be like, ah, eh, who cares about that? I think it allows us a window into our personal evolutionary history, whether or not you believe in that. And it's going to, uh, it's definitely going to open the doors for more research of this nature to be done, whether it's with reptiles or species in general, as we need to learn more about that, as more people are concerned Mm -hmm. about identifying as a gender or a sex or that ongoing argument there whether or not you take a side on that or not is irrelevant just saying that there is a pertinence to that and there is a need for that research i think with that being more on the forefront of many people's minds yeah that's that's a good point and i love you fish um i and i was just joking i mean i don't think reptiles are i don't even know if, oh thank you <laughs> i don't think reptiles thank are even that I love you too. I don't know. I don't even think reptiles are that related to dinosaurs or anything like that. Or I don't know. 
uh, I thought it was always birds, but um, I was just saying that'd be facetious. Um, but no, uh, Josh is giving you shit. Uh, yeah, like reptiles and birds, both. Yeah. Oh, I I don't see what Josh types in our He's private chat because I'm so focused on like oh. <laughs> keeping this hosted. If I look mm-hmm. at that chat, I will crumble into pieces. Um, oh, okay. okay. So I usually just see you guys laughing on the webcam. That's actually my favorite Alanis Morissette song. Crumbling to pieces? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that today. (laughs) Um, If I read this chat, I will crumble into pieces. It's it's, it's got a really good bridge. That's so incredible, Josh. I was literally singing this today. I I heard that, you know, that classic um, Alanis Morissette song, What If God Was One of Us? But I was thinking about how Mario uses Cappy to take control of everything, and it was like, what if Mario was one of us? Just a stranger uh, on a bus. A Goomba stacked um, real high. That song was uh, originally done by Joan Osborne. Or a bullet bill in the sky. I don't know. What if Mario was one of us, guys? You never know, because Cappy takes over the soul of whoever it kind of raptures. And- Speaking of which, take off, take off that hat, fish. What's what's with the oh, hat, fish? What? Why? Oh, that! Oh, fuck! Oh, you, you like you like my mustache? You normally don't wear a hat, huh. fish. Why? What? No! What? No! No! <laughs> it's a bee. Bye. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, all right. Anyways, I'm really gonna regret never seeing on this. It's an interesting article, and like I said, we don't know a lot about. Um, the reptile, um, like this article was saying, Shay, we don't know a lot about uh, male or female um, genitalia as far as reptiles are concerned, and that plays into their whole, not only their evolution, their reproduction, and the more we learn about reproduction of other species, the more we can learn about ourselves, potentially. Um, so yeah, cool article. Uh, moving on, we can kind of go back to Shay here, because he finally finished Pyre, so maybe we can argue about it or not argue about it i don't know i didn't know you had finished it so i'm kind of surprised um yeah yeah i was very uh i was very happy to finish it um in terms of to see how the story concluded because at the beginning i was not super keen on it Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it was a very slow paced beginning oh yeah uh it just felt a bit bit of a slog at the beginning and then once Mm -hmm. you yeah, and then once you complete that first actual rite and you send some, someone away, like you guys had stated, the game starts really picking up. And I was like, oh shit, this game's starting to get really fun. And even after that, you're still gathering characters. You're getting to know a little bit more about each person you're facing. You're learning mm-hmm. more about um, the people of that the team that you have joined before before you and the lore really started building up to a purpose instead of you just getting lore to fill time. And it felt much better as I went through it that way. And by the end of the game, um, I just, I felt like the sense of completion that, okay, well I guided as many people as I could out of um, this area into the Commonwealth and it feels right. And it felt good. And uh, I wasn't 100% proud of all my choices, but they were the choices I made, and that's how the game mm-hmm. ended up playing. You had to live with them. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and I felt like those little twinges, uh, tinges of uh, sadness for certain characters and whatnot. But overall, yeah, it, it definitely, as I progressed through the game, it changed my opinion of uh, last week. I I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed it a lot yeah and I love the one thing I really wanted to pose to you guys off the bat to see how you guys felt about it is I really like the constellation idea where you can add difficulty to gather experience points should you want to add the difficulty in that way if you're finding that uh, the game is too easy or you want to get more experience points throughout the game yeah. I thought that was a very cle- clever way of doing that. I had a bad experience with that, um, but like it was mostly accidental. It was uh, I so I put those on, like I put a couple of them on, and I guess I just assumed after you finished a right or a battle or whatever that the game would take them off, right? So after I did one, I was like, oh, that one made it too hard. I don't want to do that again, so I'm not going to put any more on. And I just kept battling. I'm like, fuck, this game's really hard. Like three hours, I was like losing and shit. I'm like, god damn. And I realized that they were still on. Like I left. The the multipliers yep. don't turn off, um, yep. unless you turn them off. So I was like, God damn it! I was so yep. mad at myself because I. W- but I was gonna ask you, Shay. Um, so yeah, if you're asking it, I, I hated it. Uh, but that was more of my idiocy than anything. But um, how did you feel about like sending? I had the same experience happen to me as well. Actually, did you really? The oh, one okay. Time I lost in the matches, I was like, I I gave them plus thirty health, and I was like, oh, I'll give myself minus thirty health. So there's this giant gap of health there. And I was like, oh, what the hell? What did I do? And I just got swept. And Yeah, um, so maybe that was a little that, unclear maybe. because it happened to you too. So, Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. What about, did, did that same experience happen to you, Josh? No, I knew from playing all their other games that your modifiers are always saved. Because mm. um, it's the same way Bastion worked. It's the same way Transistor, Transistor worked. Okay. Um, it's yeah. All all their games have done the same thing. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and they basically give you something new every every match until very far into the game. So you're you're incentivized to mess with it here and there just to see what the new modifiers yes. are. Um, because as if so, they were thinking yeah. the game was too easy and I was like god damn man, it made that game fucking hard now, I thought the game see the trick is that the game got harder because I had to use people I didn't like and that was my biggest complaint with the game Shay like I the first right where I let my little bird Tizio go it was like an emotional experience it might have been one of my favorite moments of the year but after that I started letting go of my, my, my three favorite people were gone right off the bat because the idea of the game empire is that you let go of the people that mean the most to you you're using them the most they're the ones you want to free. So I freed the bird, I freed the dog, and then I freed uh, my, I can't remember now, it's been a long time, but the third character, oh, the Gillian, Sir Gillian. And then I was left using all the other characters that I fucking hated. The bird was okay, but everyone else, I fucking hated using them. And so not only did I lose the characters I loved, but I was stuck playing with people I fucking hated as the game got harder. So they were going for that. That's what they wanted to achieve, I assume, on some level. But for me, it pretty much destroyed the entire game for me. Wow, that's sad because, like, I it is I originally kind of was going with the the impression that you did of just like releasing the people that I like the most. But then I kind of started to get that feeling 
that you didn't quite get that, oh, I'm going to have to use these guys, and at the end of the game, I'm going to be stuck with, like, a final three. So oh, I got rid cheated. of Headwind first. You cheated the system. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's called strategy, uh, buddy. How dare you use no, your that's, brain? That's, that's, mm. It's not like everyone who's playing this game is going to have one of those. You can't. You can't use that thing. I, I feel like you're not... How dare I? I feel like the objective is they're clearly trying to get you to release the people you care about. So you're exiling people that you just want to get rid of seems a little sneaky. Well, they're hold on, hold on. You're trying to accomplish yeah, yeah, something yeah, in the Commonwealth. <laughs> so I get rid of Hedwin, then I got rid of Jodariel, because I, I, mm-hmm. I actually liked her a lot. I didn't like playing with her as a character. But I liked her backstory, and I liked the fact that she had been there for 16 years. She had this, these huge horns, and she just felt like she didn't want to, you know, she'd been stuck here for so long. And I was like, well, I owe it to her to get, get her out of here. And um, it made sense because then you remember the promise that you made, you and Hedwin made, that all four of you, including Rookie, will leave. And then I released Tizo because. I, I just, as soon as I got the uh, the harpy lady, I just stopped using Tizo, um, because he yeah. he he's kind of weaker in the early game, from what I've read. And you get to the end of the game, he gets much much better. And I didn't I didn't know that because I don't want to read anything about this game until after I beat it. Um, so I got rid of him, and then I started. Then it started getting more difficult because I was like, I really want to give Sir Gillian that chance because he was one of my favorites but um you know i had to pick and choose when i released people and at the end i wasn't it was difficult because i ended up getting stuck with a uh, space in his name man i'm spacing things today i apologize the tree guy the the bog witch yeah and then that stupid uh, character the lady that you name whether it's ray shay Faye, whatever you want to name yeah, it. another and i really did not like her as a character at the beginning and i playing with her the last few matches i actually enjoyed playing with each character because then you figure out what each character does and it was a lot of fun actually Mm -hmm. i'm kind of glad not kind of i am very glad that they kind of forced me to use other characters because there are there's value in each character and if you level them up correctly they're all super super good characters with the exception of Hedwin. Hedwin's like just your jack of all trades. Yeah, he's trash. So, yeah. He's an okay character. Yeah, you can't really specialize him enough to make him amazing. Right, right. But like you can, he'll be you... he'll be solid but not amazing. All the other ones can do unfair shit once you level them up specifically. Right, and you get the right talismans yeah. on them and everything. Yeah, it's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it makes sense why all those constellations exist. If you know how to play the game correctly, and maximize the potential of each one of your characters. Those constellations balance out um, the, the OP yeah. level of each one of those characters. Yeah, so yeah I played been. most of the game with almost all of those on. So, Did you? Yeah. Wow. It, I did not yeah. because I was not that good yeah. at the actual <laughs> gameplay first time around. I do want to play it again, though. Uh, eventually, when, when there's downtime, I definitely want to play that game again. Um, try different strategies. Yeah. Cause that's and I even actually would like to try the multiplayer someday. Maybe that's something the four of us could do when Fish completes yeah. the game. Is we could do like a little pie tournament. Yeah, I'm super curious to play through and not actually send anyone at the rights. 
just to see how that plays. Like lose all the rights? I wonder if that's to lose. Is that possible? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you can lose all the rights. Yeah, yeah. Like I would like win all the games except for the the ones where you're sending somebody to back to the Commonwealth. I would mm. love just to see how that plays out because I was not that a huge fan of the really ending, but yeah, just, just seeing how that changes the story, I think would be really interesting. I'm just, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. Since they give you that option, I would love to see what it does. It also yeah. seemed a little residual. Hey, fish. Like... Hey, fish uh, I, I'm going to advise that you mute mm-hmm. yeah. us really quick. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to do a few very small spoilers really fast so okay if you, if you don't want to hear him i would mute for the next right. two minutes all right just just stick your butt up to the camera when you're all done <laughs> your bare naked okay. butt please okay all right. thank you okay i can do that um so the and this is spoilers for the listeners too i think the hardest part about the game for me on an emotional level was re- not releasing or not losing certain rights for certain characters to go um i i wanted oh, yeah. to be vague about this like the old dog um and i know that i wanted guild, to let him go so much fuck that was brutal man because i was like i was i was so torn with releasing my guy and that guy and i love that i loved that character a lot that character on the other team and mm-hmm. then you get to the end of his story and then he's it's like well since he uh Realized he was never going home. He retired, and then he died a few days later. And I was like, "Fuck you, fuck oh. you, Super Jack." <laughs> it's so uh, sad. I don't remember that happening Man, to me. Is that like a very specific choice you made to make that happen, or has it just been too long to do? Because I don't remember running into that. So it's like you go to the one of the rights, and basically you face off against these various, obviously, and you have the choice of losing. And if you lose, the other person gets to go. What's well, that team that the the Fey girl has a thing for the son Almer? Yes, yeah. And uh, the father is like the old dog. Oh yeah, and if you lose, that old yeah. dog gets to go home. Yeah. But if you win, the dog at the end of the game is yeah, he dies. I gotcha. Retires and then passes. For some reason, away when you said old dog, later. I thought you were talking about Rookie, and it was throwing me off. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Gotcha, gotcha. The the old dog. No, okay, no. the enemy. Yeah, yeah. It just. That's one interesting really thing, interesting, yeah, I'm just saying, you... I think. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. I was just going to say, this, they play with the idea of, like, you sympathize, or empathizing for your for your foes is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, I love that yeah. about this game. Yeah, they did a really good job of that, because some of them, you really want to stop from getting back. Like, because they're just... Dicks. You yeah. dislike them. And then some of them, you feel like crap for beating yeah. them when you're done. It's like, yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. really, yeah, yeah. The tree team, God, I loved, I loved defeating that guy. Like I went out of my way, <laughs> right? That guy was a piece of shit. But at the same time, to kind of go along with what you were saying earlier, Josh, I would like to play to the point of releasing all these people to kind of see what ends up happening mm-hmm. to their stories, mm-hmm. because that's one thing I think uh, Super Giant did really well. Is at the end of the game you learn what happens with each one of the main people of the other teams. And I thought that was really cool because you're kind of building a bond as a player with these various characters. And at the end, when you get to learn about them, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. It's not something a lot of games 
take advantage of. So it'd be cool to see if you release these characters by letting them win the rights. How does that history, or not that history, that um, that story play out with each one of those characters when they make it back to the Commonwealth? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it's definitely an interesting idea. I wish it had worked more for me. I think it would have had I maybe played the game a little differently. But like I said, that's that's how it happened to me, and then it just kind of soured me, and then I just became a petulant child and. Um, I became angry at the game. <laughs> I was just like, fuck this game. I got rid of all the characters I liked, and I was trying to play it the right way. And But it was weird, because I had a very emotional response, and then it was just all like, eh, meh. I just it didn't work. Nothing else worked. Um, I will say this, and we can move on. I'm surprised. The um, You gotta stick your ass into the camera. Shay, that's what he wants you to do. Put your butt up. I'm not doing it. Put your butt I up. ain't doing it. Okay, he got yeah. them. Not yeah, again. I what that wants to show. Um, the, uh, the last thing I'll say is that I'm surprised <laughs> the music didn't get a nomination for the Game Awards, because the music in Pyre is damn yeah. good, so, not even mm, a nomination. Right, yeah, it's, it's from the same composer as Bastion, Darren Korb. I don't know if he works on Transistor as well, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was really surprised that it didn't even, even get nominated, because the music is awesome. Like, the, I, I can right now hum the, the little portion as you lift up the cart and you start flying with the cart. It sounds a little like yeah. Stranger Things-esque. And I, I still can remember it. It's very, it's very memorable music. Uh, yeah. It got snubbed for sure in that regard. Yeah. They even use music in the, yeah. as like part of the story. Like that little guy playing his lute. Yeah. yeah. There were yeah. original compositions. Like they're all original compositions. People are singing for them. I think that's much weird. more memorable than Nier. And that's just... That's just me. I'm not trying to yeah, be a absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly. I feel like that's one of the strangest calls that that was not even an option because that is a nomination. Absolutely one of my favorite weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, interesting. Interesting um game to talk about and if you haven't heard of Pyre and you're listening to the show, just check it out. That's the game we're talking about in detail. Pyre. Fantasy sports. It's a fantasy sports game. It's real fucking weird. Um, so glad you finished that, Shay. What are you moving on to next? What's on the... Because this is the back end of the show. We just kind of... Hellblade. What's that? Hellblade. Hellblade. Okay, Hellblade's next on Shay's docket. I'll, I'll see if I can look for that, too. Maybe if Josh lets me get into his Steam account, I will uh, see if it runs on my computer. Probably won't, but... It's on PS4 only, I think. It's on Steam. I think that's where Josh, Josh got it, so... Josh, you got it on Steam, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna. That's my goal is like to get Josh to let me borrow his Steam account on the last week before game of the year. I'm just gonna stay up every night playing all of Josh's games. I'm gonna grind Hollow Knight and Hellblade and anything else I didn't get to, just so I can have those processed in my in my bones. Um. So yeah, as we kind of wrap up the show here, uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff to talk about as far as updates. Like I said, if you're listening, we have a big Game of the Year show. I'll be highlighting it like crazy at the main hub for us right now, which is our Instagram page, uh, Sword Chomp, where we are growing. And of course, the Twitter page, at Sword Chomp there as well. We're trying to get that to grow, so please find us, follow us, spread the word um, on our Instagram page. Uh, nothing too new, just the Gallahorn thing. So thank you, everyone who left a caption for us. Um, that was a lot of fun. And like I said, game of the year, we're going to be recording it at the end of the year. Um, I think right now we're tentatively 
Good time for that. <laughs> it, makes, it makes sense, right? I think the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st yeah. is what we're tentatively planning right now for recording. So that's going to be three epic shows. Um, I don't know. That's about it. I know Fish is still playing Zelda. Next week, I'm going to try and talk Fish into taking a night to finish Resident Evil 7 with me because the Resident Evil 7 DLC comes out next week. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Um, there's two, two packets of... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Fish? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just yeah. going to say, not me. We'll get him to do it. <laughs> I'll give it a you shot, don't have to, You don't have no. to do the DLC, but you um, should, I mean, you should finish... You're like two hours from finishing... Finish the game? Are you seven? Oh. You're like two hours oh. from beating it. It's like one night. Uh, it, I, was, okay. I bet it sounds sure. bad in your head, but I bet if you sit down like five minutes into it, you'd be like, okay, this is fun. I remember this. Yeah. Okay. If you say you so. Trust Papa Morgan. <laughs> he does these things. Um, I'm. It's really uncomfortable. When I... Rule of thumb here. Don't trust Papa no. Morgan. That's just. Hey, who let you borrow the Tingle costume? I'm a trustworthy source here, all right? You know what, Fish? Oh. Maybe. See? I'm... Maybe in I'm your swaying case. It. I'm swayed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, you're, you're, Papa. The, you're the exception that proves the go. rule. <laughs> uh, um, what else were you going to say? I'm just, that's it. I just want Fish to suffer for three hours. And you'll get to knock it off the list. You can say, oh, I beat Resident Evil 7. And it'll be topical because I'll be playing the DLC. I know Shay would love to play the DLC with me, but I don't think he has his copy of Resident Evil 7 anymore. I think he played that in the States. I don't. I, I, never, I never really had it. That's one of those games that... Um... I was playing on Kate's account at the time, so I don't, unfortunately, have a copy of the game. That's okay. That's all right. It happens. Mm. Um, yeah, so two DLCs dropped for that, the End of Zoe and the Chris Redfield um, Not a Hero DLC. I, obviously, am incredibly excited about that. Uh, and then, of course, we are going to, before Game of Year, I promise you, we're going to play some Wolfenstein 2, because that has the craziest moments of the year. And I don't want these people to be spoiled. Like, Fish and me, we're big game, Giant Bomb fans. So I'm always, like, paranoid Fish is going to listen to Giant Bomb game of the year and they're going to ruin everything that happens in Wolfenstein. And that's, like, the whole point of that game is a surprise. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I'll have to find a way to play that before I Dude, listen easy. to them. You grinded Battlefront out in one night, and that game is, was trash. So, like, you mm-hmm. could easily beat Wolfenstein in two days. Easily. Do you mean Battlefront? Yeah, yeah. He he grinded battle. He rented Battlefront two and beat it in like one. I thought you said Battlefield. No, no, I, no. My, Battlefront. That may have been my bad. Um. So I mean, I'm telling you, it. Well, and this is a great thing about Wolfenstein. Whether you, I know Shay, you already bought it, and Josh, you decided to get to it. Um, crazy story moments that everyone's talking about, including that scene with Hitler. And that game is pretty short. You guys might actually like the gameplay more than I did. I don't know. Maybe you hate it more. But the actual game is pretty short. I beat it in about. I want to say 10 hours, so that's that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty doable. Um, anyways, I want to thank the community again for getting involved. It's been a lot of fun. Um, that's pretty much it. If there's any other games you guys have been playing that you really want to mention before I wrap this up, are we looking good? Josh? Uh, I finished Quadrilateral okay. Cowboy, which I mentioned last week. Still really good. Definitely worth playing. Um, I feel like we. I, I think I hit everything last week. Um, so if you're interested, can you in say that, quadrilateral cowboy four times fast? No. Okay. 
Quadrilateral cowboy. Quadrilateral. Okay, no. I can't be done. Mm -hmm. Come on, fish. You can do it. Quadrilateral cowboy. Go. <laughs> That's like Shay's creepy laugh. Shay, give us that laugh again. Hold on. <laughs> no, fishes is way more sexual. Fishes is way more sexual. Yeah, there's, tongue tongue in there. there's a whole lot more liquid involved there in fish's laugh. I don't know why. It's just, it's just much more moist. <laughs> Put some more tongue into it. I put more lips. Yeah. Hmm. Ironic. Fish has the real technique <laughs> down. I'm still working on it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, it's been a good show. Um, the clock is striking nine on my computer, so it feels like a good time to end it. We'll be back next week. Thank you again for taking some time to listen to us, especially if this is the first time you've checked out our show. Remember, please um, subscribe and leave kind ratings wherever you listen to it. I will try to read those iTunes ratings or wherever the ratings are at next week. And uh, we really appreciate all the love and support. So that'll do it. Thank you for listening to the Chomp Cast. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. Until then, peace out. <laughs>